Welcome to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. This is Edgar otra vez. And today on the show, we will be doing Not My Cousin Dan's list of top five martial arts movies. I like to call them kung fu movies, but you know, it's not, uh, they're, they're not all kung fu. Uh, you know, ex- not all of them exactly anyway. So uh, we had a blast. I love the list. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. Now, here's the show. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Flow Roll Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves with the very funny Mr. Mr. Comedian. <laughs> Retired. Retired. Okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, not my cousin Dan is with us today. And we're gonna go through. We're gonna be doing a series of of uh, our favorite movies in the kung fu arena, or so our favorite kung fu movies. Kung I, fu martial arts. Kung fu martial arts movies, yes. And um, and man, this was a hard list for me to narrow down because I. It's impossible, man. Yeah, it, it, it's got it got to a point where it's like drawn drawing titles out of a hat you know <laughs> these are all good but we'll do these <laughs> well i mean so <laughs> in all seriousness though what was what was your criteria because we'll, we're going to do your list first and so my, what what was your criteria? criteria my criteria was was basically the movies that have stuck with me like like left kind of an indelible print right burned themselves into my brain when i think of of martial arts movies these are the movies that i automatically go to you know um and and i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to say any of these are the best ever made yeah although kung fu hustle is probably the closest to that that I would ever pick. I think also Kung Fu Hustle is on your list, and of course, and it's number five, right? Oh, so well, what- I gave you my list. It wasn't in any particular order because, man, okay. it, it is too hard. It is too hard to do. Also, you you list. just gave me the list. I, it's hard not- to rank them, but I but but Kung Fu Hustle would be my number one. Oh, really? Okay. On that list uh, of that list, it's 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 four movies that I think are fantastic, and I can't rank them followed by Kung Fu Hustle, which is, it's my pick for the one that I would want to rewatch every time. If that was, if that was available, if I was in the mood for a Kung Fu movie, that's the one that I would just go to. It's uh, so, so when I just start out with one, instead of like going from in reverse order or whatever, don't, you, you don't lead, care. You, you lead the way, man. Okay. I mean, we'll, I don't go. I'll follow your lead. This okay. is the Ed- Edgar Otraves Flow Roll podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm a guest here. <laughs> so get this then. Um, uh, I thought it was your number five. I didn't know it was your number one, or that you really didn't kind of uh, put them in order. So let's just let's just go. But um, right. yeah. but Kung Fu Hustle is directed by Stephen Chow, right? Uh, made in 2004. It's and apparently- I want we need to do a Stephen Chow episode. Yes. Because Stephen Chow, it, 
it's a sin that there aren't more Stephen Chow movies. I, I love Stephen Chow. There, I, I I would say there's there's a movie there there isn't a movie he's made that I I haven't enjoyed. Although there have been a couple of bummers that that don't live up to the rest. But we Stephen Chow can ultimately do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. I uh, I really like Stephen Chow. Uh, and it's funny because in terms of this movie, he's done a lot of Kung Fu movies, right? But or Kung is... Fu influenced movies, right? Yes. Like, like where, where he takes Kung Fu. This is the first movie. This is, I think, the only movie he's ever done where it's where Kung Fu is really the focus. Yes. Right. It's not it's not taking Kung Fu and spinning it into some other different genre. It's no, this movie is his love letter to Kung Fu cinema. It, it's great because he, uh, like what you're saying, he does a lot of mashups, right? So he does, he did God of Cookery, right? Where he takes Kung Fu-esque stuff which and is, sticks it in food, right? That so, is my favorite Stephen Chow movie of all Stephen Chow movies, I, God I, of Cookery. I, I enjoy that movie, but I I like uh, um, uh, Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer is great. It's not got a cookery, but it's great. I think Shaolin Soccer is amazing. It's 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 in my it's in my like uh, honorable mentions list. Shaolin Soccer is is my, one of my favorite movies to watch because it is so fucking hilarious. It is it is yeah it is. Great. That's how I feel about Got a Cookery though. I, I I can't not laugh when yeah. I watch. Yeah, it, well, I, I from my understanding, someone put it to me this way. Uh, Shaolin soccer is just, you know, God of cookery with, you know, soccer. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes, exactly. Well, I, I, but think, I, I think what what I like so much about God of cookery is that it takes something like cooking that is not like physically competitive, right? Yeah. Not like kung fu, not like soccer, right? This is something that okay, you're you're cooking. Like the the competition is how good does the food taste. But you throw kung fu in the mix, and now now you have something completely different. Yes, yes. It's you know Stephen Chow does the thing. I have you ever seen Rama One Half? Uh yeah, yeah. Long, well, long, it's been a long time, but yeah. There's there's okay. So Rama One Half is this wacky like anime for those of you who don't know it. It, it, it some the characters are cursed and they somehow you know they they morph into other things creatures girls etc whatever like the opposite gender doesn't matter like they change right but the rama is the uh like the star of the show and 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 he's like a budding kung fu you know savant right like genius and at one point you know there's a skating competition right and he's like wait a minute they're fighting while they're skating you know and he says if it's got martial arts in it, I could do anything, you know? And I feel like Stephen Chow kind of does that with his movies. He's like, so long as he can put Kung Fu in the movie, he can make any movie he wants. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And so I feel that that's what he did with Shaolin Soccer. I, I love Shaolin Soccer. But, um, but the funny thing about Kung Fu Hustle is Kung Fu Hustle is the first time he actually ever learned kung fu for the movie right yeah 
he's never done yeah. he, he doesn't really know kung no fu. no he just loves he, he loves it he yeah. loves the cinema he, just, he doesn't know any kung fu and, and <laughs> that's fantastic i love it i love it he's like he's, he's known for kung fu movies or you know these comedy action comedies doesn't know how to do any of it you know <laughs> <laughs> So uh, one thing uh, I, I really enjoyed about Kung Fu Hustle as I was doing some of the research, because I like Kung Fu Hustle. It's, 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 it's in my top 10, but not my top five. But uh, I, as I was doing the research, I was like, this movie's fucking awesome. Because the, you know, for the basic premise of the movie, uh, there's, you know, uh, it's, China, right? Or like, <laughs> like, but the, of course it's China. But you know what is it? Is it like? <laughs> but it's like, like, uh, like, what is it? Thirties Hong Kong? Yeah, thirties Hong Kong. And is it Hong Kong or is it Shanghai? I, I don't know. Um, but you know, it's like a, you know, it's you know Shanghai. Not, it's Shanghai. Nineteen okay, forties so Shanghai. Nineteen forties. So I was close. Nineteen forties. It was China. I was close. It was in China. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, but like uh, there's this town, like there's, it's written, it's, it's, it's covered in gangsters, right? So gangsters are yeah. kind of like ruling the streets and it's like a doggy dog world kind of deal. Um, and then eventually they come upon this town uh, that these, these gangsters kind of want to, you know, uh, force money out of, right? Yeah. Pigsty Alley. Yeah. And so. It's, you know, it's like it's, a, a big grum, gr grungy crumbling apartment complex. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and it's and in the and, and there's a title screen at one point that says is like this place is so poor that even the mobsters don't bother with it, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of like where all these like kung fu masters were hanging out. Yeah. Like they live here on purpose, incognito, yeah. so that nobody fucks with them, right? Yeah. And so then these mobsters show up and start starts fucking with them, and then you know hilarity ensues. But um, but that's the basic premise, and I I knew that, and I'm like, oh, so wait a minute, are some of these people that are fighting? Because like the, the the tailor comes out, the butcher comes out, like yeah. all these guys end up coming out of the woodwork, out of this little town or complex apartment complex and every single one of them knows kung fu right they're all like yeah. masters in this place yeah right. which is an awesome fucking premise you know yeah. you, you go to fucking shake down this town and they're and, all masters in like a very specific style yeah uh, so uh, yeah yeah, yeah and, you go to shake down this town and uh-oh stepped in it stepped in the horn hornet's nest yeah and, and for some reason these these fucking mobsters don't know when to leave well enough alone, right? They just keep escalating, yeah, and they keep getting their asses kicked, right? So, yeah. um, so I decided, wait a minute, like, so some of these old, they're, and they're all old people. Like some of them are, you know, I think the youngest yeah. guy dies early, right? But, right, but, uh, you know, you, you go down the list of these people, and they're all former movie star, kung fu movie star people. All of them, all, all of them, them. all big, of them. Big, big names. Yeah. Big, big stars from, from the, like the golden age of Kung Fu cinema, you know? Yeah. It, that part I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. 
because because yeah. the star of the movie is is less <laughs> is is has less kung fu knowledge than right. than some of the secondary characters and he's the star of the movie in a kung fu movie which is yeah arguably though up until the very end of the movie mm-hmm. they were the stars they were right yes i agree he as the director he clearly gave them the nod as you know the first the first and second act of this movie are all about you yeah. you know and I, I i got a kick out of it that for the the first and second act of the movie it, it i'm sure it was intentional right because the the Stephen Chow character Singh is a total loser, right? Yeah, and a total loser that has delusions of grandeur, right? All he wants is to become a member of the Axe Gang, and he keeps trying to fake his way in and prove to them, you know, that 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 he's worthy of being an, a member of the Axe Gang. And he's convinced he's got this uh, this little leaflet about Buddha palm kung fu, oh, you yeah. know, and he thinks he's a kung fu master, but he's he's an idiot, and he can't fight, and he's he's just not good at anything, and that's like the first two acts of the movie, you know. The, the guy is at best an imposter at everything he does. And I think that, that, that had to have been at least somewhat on purpose mm-hmm. because Stephen Chow is not, he's, he doesn't know Kung Fu. He's not a Kung Fu action star, you know? And, and, and then it sets it up for the end where like all of a sudden he kind of realizes his potential. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I didn't think about that too. Because, yeah, he is, he fakes his way through the whole movie and, yep. and really he poorly. fails miserably every time. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so maybe and, it, it's almost like a comment on his on his career. Not that he's failed, but, you know, that there are people more who are who are more worthy of, of the attention than him, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for example, this, uh, the Ki Yun uh, uh, woman, she's, she's the landlady. Mm-hmm. She was, oh man, she has, she's, she has a nice list of movies she's been in, but she was, she was in a, in, in a movie with a Bruce Lee clone. She mm-hmm. was in a movie where she was uh, a cop where it's like rumble in Hong Kong. And she was like the star, she was one yeah. of the stars. One well, of didn't, the didn't, and she also, she was in the same training program as Samo Hung and Jackie Chan. Yes, she was in the Peking uh, Opera School. Yeah. Taking yeah, so she was right up there with with them, you know. Yeah. And then the funny thing is is the last movie she did was Dreadnought, which I've heard a lot of, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen. But it's supposed to be one of those big kung fu classic movies yeah. with uh Yoon Byu, I think is in uh in that one. Then she takes off for like 16 years. She goes, has babies and stuff and just, you know, lives her life. And she thinks that being a, a female action star or a female mm-hmm. stump person isn't going to really kind of bring the money in. So she, she leaves it alone for 16 years. And then she decides to go to some audition for, with a friend. 
She's not take. She's not in the audition. She has no intention. In, she's in just that. there. She's just support, moral support, moral support for her friend who wants to who wants to be in the in in the movie. So she goes along. She's just hanging out, and Stephen Chow says, "I know you." You know. Next thing you know, he's like, "Wait a minute! You're in this movie. You're in that movie. You got to be in my movie. You got to be in this movie." And I'm sure maybe because like I believe you, um, uh, Wu Ping is also like the action director for this movie. Yep. Wu Ping directed some of the movies she was in. I think she was in. I think Wu Ping did Dreadnought. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Well, and put a pin in that because he's going to come up a lot. Yes. Because he he's involved in almost everything that's on the list. Yes. Same for me. Yeah. 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 Wu, Wu Ping, man, he's awesome. But like, yes, so I'm sure Wu Ping was like, if Stephen Chow didn't notice, I'm sure Wu Ping was like, wait a minute, I remember her. She, you know, she, I haven't yeah. seen her in 16 years. And, and they're like, what? And so this is like, this is perfect. This movie is a movie about old people, you know, like you have yep. to be in the movie. And so next thing you know, she's like one of the stars in this movie. Yeah. And she actually had to put, she had to put on weight to take yeah. this role on. And, you know, since we're talking about her, she is like the highlight of this movie. She's her character. Her performance is like the heart and soul of the film. Yeah. Because all of the characters, because it's a Stephen Chow movie, all of the characters are basically cartoon characters. Right. And he actually even does the, the one sequence where, um, where the landlady's chasing sing. Yeah. And like they're, they're, they're like, it's like watching a Mary Melodies cartoon. Yes. Yes. Where, yes. where their, their feet are just like blurs, <laughs> you know, and they're running and yeah. they're like bouncing off of stuff. Yeah. And, and then she ends up face, like face flattened against a billboard. Yeah. You know, but her, she emotes her face. You know, she, she's, yes, she's playing a cartoon character, basically. Mm -hmm. There's not necessarily a ton of depth to the characters, any of the characters really, mm. but she does it so well. And like her facial expressions, I don't know, like in a, in a Hong Kong, uh, well, Shanghai, but a Hong Kong cinema, um, Kung Fu movie, you're not paying too much attention to people's performance. You know, acting isn't a big deal, Yeah, but she's, her acting is exactly perfectly what it needs to be. And she does, you know, all of the facial expressions. She's so exaggerated and, and over the top. And, you know, you don't, you don't get that a lot in, in Kung Fu movies. There's, there's not a lot of acting. It's like, it's basically, you can tell when, when they want to get a bigger reaction out of somebody, the director's off screen is like, okay, open your mouth a little wider on this shot. Good. Done. <laughs> set print we're done yeah no like she's she absorbs this character you know she's great because she's just like i mean she's walking around in slippers and and hair curlers right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she's got a cigarette in her mouth she the whole is, time the whole time and then when she with, like with like an inch of ash hanging off of it. <laughs> and then whenever she's like ready to do her blast thing where she does with her voice yes. Yes, because that, that's her for for the for for reference. That's her her special style of kung fu that, of which she is the master. Is 
the llama pie lion's roar technique. Yes. <laughs> and so she has this, this screen that can quite literally like flay people's flesh off their body. It's, yes. it's amazing. She, and the best part is, is like, you know, she's, she's being held back a good portion of the time, right? Her mm-hmm. husband's always kind of like trying to keep her quiet, keep her out of getting in trouble. She's, you know, she, she sticks her head out. Like when, when the, uh, the harpists show up yeah, to like, cause I mean, they go through a series of attacks on the town after they discovered that the town is not kind of given in. So they, they, they send people. And then the one set of people that they send are these harpists and they use the harp to kind of like, fillet people right yeah so it's a magical mystical harp and as they play it these like phantasmic weapons fly off of it yeah and and they're they're killing people with it right Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. so like at one point you know the tailor and the the butcher and i forget who else shows up the pool guy the baker the baker okay so they all come out the three of them are like or actually the one the one young guy died right i think he's the butcher no, the young the young guy was the he was like a laborer. Okay, so he was the youngest guy in the in the of the masters, and he dies early. Yeah, he um, kind of sacrifices himself. Well, he I, did he? I don't remember. Like, because he kind, turned around, kind of in a way, like he steps up first. You know? Oh yes, yes. Right. He was the first one to try to fight and didn't stand right. a chance. He, and it was it was kind of like implicit, like. I'm going to, I'll, I'll do this for you so that you don't have to. Yeah. And, and then these guys, they, they fucking, they messed them up. But then like, um, so then that's when the tailor shows up. Right. And the tailor is, I'm like, are you, you know, are you just a cross dresser or are you, are you secretly gay? You know, cause he, he wears. Well, but I, and I think he was, but I, I don't, think it was necessarily like yeah it was played for jokes right yeah but he's very effeminate yes you know yes but i think that's one of the what it kind of contributes to the atmosphere of pigsty alley Mm -hmm. is that these people are here in pigsty alley because it's it's the place where they found that they can go and be whoever the hell they want to be without the added weight of being legendary Kung Fu masters. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so he's just, he's just being him who he wants to be, you know, but also kind of hiding. Right. I mean, they're all kind a of a little bit. Yeah. Hiding. Well, they're, they're all hiding because, you know, they're, they're trying to escape their, their own legends. Yeah. That's so awesome. That is, that is so awesome. You, you, <laughs> you just want to, they all, and at one point they all say that they just want to be normal people. They want to yep. be ordinary. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. They, they, they did their fighting. They lived the lives of warriors and they want to leave that behind. What are, they don't want fame. They don't want, you know, yeah. notoriety. They just want to live a normal mm-hmm. plain Jane life. Mm-hmm. What a, what an interesting Kind of, and, and they just kind of say it. They just they don't really build on that. They just kind of throw it out there as one of the kind of like layers. Yeah, that that's in, uh, that as to why they're there, and and like the more I sat there and, and like watched this movie, the more I was thinking like, yeah, this this movie is good. Like, it, there's more mm-hmm. than just the kung fu part of it. It's it's got a decent story. Like, it could be its own 
big thing. It could yeah. be a whole universe. And it has, it, it, it kind of has a message that you don't see a lot in Kung Fu movies is that, you know, Kung Fu movies really romanticize and fantasticize the idea of being a martial arts master, being a warrior, a, a well-known famous warrior. And one of the themes of this movie is that it's, there are consequences that come with that. Yeah. If you are a famous, notorious warrior, you can never escape that. Yeah. People are always going to come for you. Yeah. The people are always going to make demands on you. And that's like a side of the Kung Fu warrior story that you never see in Kung Fu movies. And it kind of, that's one of the reasons I like this movie so much is that it, it really kind of hammers home. Like it's not, it's not just about, Oh yeah, you can beat the crap out of anybody and everybody's afraid of you. Yeah. No, you, you've got a reputation that you can never run away from and people are always going to be coming to you or coming for you. There's you, you will never be able to escape it. And, you know, we've talked about kind of that this in previous podcasts about that's the price of fame. Right. Yeah. And like some point you say something or you do something and you can never get away from it. You can never escape it. And your life is basically over. You're trapped by that. Yeah. And that's what this movie is about is people are trapped by their um, notoriety. They're, they're trapped by their identity, you know. Yeah. And they've found a place where they don't have to be. And then it gets blown to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, yeah, the, the notoriety is not so much the problem as much as the expectations, right? Yep. People yep. expect things because you're a Kung Fu master, for example. So now you got to be tough. You got to be smart. You got to be fast. You got to be, be able to block every punch when it's yeah. thrown at you. Yeah. Like for you example, gotta be fearless. You gotta, you gotta be, be fearless. You, you can't. You gotta be, fight everybody. You're gonna be hyper masculine. You know, like yeah, the dude likes to wear panties. The tailor, yeah. you know, like if he's yeah. a kung fu master, he, you know, they're, they're gonna be like, why are you wearing, you know, panties? Right. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> there he can cross cross dress all he wants, and nobody <laughs> will judge nobody him. Nobody will bother him. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, and, and what's great is that 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 Taylor guy is the buffest guy there. He's like yeah. an old dude. He's an old dude. Yeah. And he's he's ripped. And like I looked him up, he's still ripped. Yeah. He's still ripped, and he's he's like eighty or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But um, but like that and guy, he's got those iron rings that he. Oh, yeah, he's great because I don't know if you know, but I guess he apparently he studies some kind of he studies, I, I think, Hungar Kung Fu. And he's he comes from the lineage of uh, Wong Fei Hong, which is a character okay. that we'll talk about well, more. Yeah. Uh, Yoon Wong Ping is going to come up a lot. Yes. And Wong Fei Hung and Wong is going to come up a lot. Yeah. Because Wong Fei Hung is the hero of like 90 percent of Kung Fu movies. Yes, he's the legendary folk hero. Right. Yeah. 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 So then, but yeah, that landlord, I mean that 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 tailor was was he he comes from that lineage of kung yeah, fu. The, yeah. So, so uh, and the kung fu in this movie, you you have to admit, the action sequences, the kung fu sequences are phenomenal. They're they're pretty damn fun. 
I yeah. really, I really, yeah. It, it's and then like, like the slow motion stuff and the stuff they do, like yeah. the the villain in the end, he's getting punched and kicked, and his face is like, you know, yeah, vibrating well, and stuff. And I, one of so this movie, even though it's it's not in the same league, right, as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, very serious epic drama movie yeah beautiful beautiful movie but you know this movie basically a kung fu farce um but the cinematography of it the the crafting of this movie is very very uh, cinematic it's epic you know you have these huge the opening sequence with the the axe gang fight Mm. where you've got these huge almost like like Tarantino style uh, sweeping enormous sets uh, and camera movement. And, you know, the shot starts off way up so you can see the whole thing. And then it kind of comes in close and twirls around. And I just technically speaking, like there's a lot of just epic filmmaking in this movie. It's beautiful. It's a beautifully made movie. The, the, the craft of the movie transcends the fact that it's a comedy. It's beautifully made. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed the the use of the CG and stuff because it's not mm-hmm. like you know you do you know they're doing CG, but it's yeah. it's gotten to the point in this movie at least, especially for for it being in in uh, in China. What was it? Yeah, in China and in. 2004 in 2004 where the the cg has gotten to a point where it's no longer uh obviously distracting and yeah. and, and blurringly cg yeah i mean there, there were some parts where it was like okay a little bit but yeah not to the point where it it made it cheesy or or, or bad you know yeah. especially the frog fight sequence was i mean really good really quality yeah and then you know, not to skip ahead because I, I, we've already talked, spent a lot of time talking about this movie, but there's just so much to unpack. Mm-hmm. But like at the end in the big fight where he gets kicked and launched up into the air and he's flying and he kind of finally has his, basically his moment of realization, you know, he basically goes super saiyan. Yeah. And then he comes screaming back down and smashes the guy with the Buddha palm and there's a huge Buddha palm in the ground. Yeah. And then the guy gets back up and he's trying to fight him and he just does a, you know, one more Buddha palm and it blows a, a hand shaped hole in the entire building of yeah. pigsty alley. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the, the frog um, God, uh, the beast, the beast. Yeah, just kind of falls to his knees and and asks him, you know, calls him master and asks, and and he's like, uh, he he he, said, where did you learn this technique? And he just kind of says, I can teach you. And the guy falls to his, the bad guy falls yeah. to his knees and and calls him master because calls him Shifu, you know. Yeah. It's such a gorgeous end to this movie, right? <laughs> because it's it's this whole everything up until the last act is farce it's slapstick comedy all the way up until act three you know mm-hmm. and then you have this massive truly epic fight the the 
the big fight. And and it ends with just like gorgeous. It's it's like this beautifully shot, beautifully scripted, almost tender way to end this movie. And I didn't see it coming at all, you know? It's it's very um it, it's it's very much of that martial arts kind of thing, right? Where it's like now he's a master, right? Mm-hmm. He's the master of masters. And and once you've kind of learned the thing, that means you can teach people, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's there's that in martial arts where it's just like you know, everybody I think one of the things that happens and me being, you know, a practitioner of a few different styles, one of the yearnings that you have as a practitioner is to someday be able to be a teacher, right? There is, there is a sense of uh, it's, it's a hierarchy thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a sign of achievement, right? Like you've, you've mastered something. So now that you, now that you know it, you can, teach someone right so it's it's a it's a level it's a high level Mm -hmm. that that people want to acquire and you can and and the fact that you can teach something yeah means you have achieved that level right so i it says a lot of things right the whole i can teach you you know he's saying i can teach you because i'm a master and well it's a it's a character art there's the character growth of the whole movie this guy is faking to be something that he's not in order to try to become something that he's not meant to be yeah and then you have the this final moment where at the point at which he's almost beaten he has his you know let's say moment of zen and realizes things and when he lands and he kind of finishes the fight he's he's transcended and now he's he's no he no longer he doesn't care about being anybody's badass you know proving to anybody that that he's a badass or or being something that he's not and he's offering to teach someone else and yeah. like the, it, it it throughout the whole movie you know the, that character arc it, it never occurred to him to teach anybody anything it never occurred to him to actually learn anything. And then he he develops and, and grows and becomes this master. And the mark of mastery is that he's willing to teach his enemy. Yeah. Oh, that's huge too, right? You make big your deal, enemy, big deal, you know. You, your your opponent becomes, you know, your student, your stu- you know. Yep. So yeah, like um and just another kind of thing on on the teaching thing, there's a there are people who like who are like it's kind of like a stolen valor kind of thing, where they pretend to be black belts. Yes, and I'm sure you've seen this, like like Frank Dukes. Yes, you know. You know. Frank Dukes, uh, which is too yeah. bad because I love that movie, but <laughs> you, you you gotta love that movie, but. Frank Dukes is, yeah, he's 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 not real, but uh, anyway, like, uh, but there's also like the the internet is riddled with with stories of these people who who pretend to be masters. Uh, My favorites are always the ones where it's like a jujitsu black belt, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, there's there's one in particular where one guy is a jujitsu black belt, 
and he's teaching people and some black belt shows up or a brown belt or purple belt shows up and he's like and, and he's like well can we spar you know and he's and the black belt's like well no you know i'm a black belt you, you're not supposed to spar with me he's like it's just jujitsu let's roll and so then the guy rolls with him and kicks his ass and he's like you're not a black belt i don't know what you yeah. are but you're not right. a black belt i'm a purple belt or whatever i shouldn't be able to beat you you don't know anything yeah you know and and like it's evident and then they're embarrassed right but that guy and and guys like him are willing to kind of you know steal that or or pretend to be a master because they so badly and and that's what this character is at, at first right the scene character yeah he so badly wants to be uh a master or or someone or of just a, like a badass a badass is, you know yes and he so badly wants to be a badass and, and he's willing to kind of lie and cheat his way there but that's not the way you get there yeah and and right. in the end he finally kind of realizes that that that's that's an amazing that's an amazing arc um but one one thing i did want to mention before if before you we move on i know we've beaten this one to to bloody pope but the you know the scene where the the two old masters the landlords they're in the car with yeah. the gangsters right yeah yeah well first of all uh the beast is a bruce lee clone right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the the main bad guy at the end he's a bruce lee clone steven chow pretends to be bruce lee in almost every movie he ever yes he, he has ever been in yes um the landlady is sitting there and does that whole Bruce Lee act where he's just like, where he's pointing, yeah. where she's pointing and doing this and yeah. all that nonsense. And like, and does like the, flicking her nose with her thumb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then does the whole no, no with his, with her finger. She does the whole Bruce Lee's stick. Right. Yes. And yeah. To that bad guy. I forgot what the name of the bad guy is. Brother something. Brother, Brother some. So she, she, she does the whole bit to the, to that kid that kid will later become a bruce lee clone oh really yes he is actually the bruce lee clone he's the bruce lee actor in a series of bruce lee movies or a show in a in a tv series and he's also the bruce lee in yip man 4 ah okay yeah so so there's Tons of Bruce Lee shit going on in this movie. I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't know how they could have predicted that brother, uh, some character becoming a Bruce Lee. (laughs) But it's really kind of fucking hilarious. I'm I'm sure that all of the Bruce Lee stuff was intentional. Even because, I mean, that brother, some kid wasn't a Bruce Lee yet at that point. But I mean, he probably was already going down that road, you know? Yeah, maybe. Otherwise, how do how do you end up in a kung fu movie? You know, I don't know, but it, it, it's fantastic. Uh, I was like, yeah. look at all this stuff. There's yeah. so much Bruce Lee stuff in this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I think this is the only Stephen Chow movie that I've seen where, at some point, he's not in the yellow Bruce Lee jumpsuit. Yes. Stephen Chow is almost always at some point in the yellow Bruce Lee jumpsuit. Or someone shows up in a yellow Bruce yeah, Lee jumpsuit. Because right, right. like in, in Shaolin Soccer, the goalie was the Bruce Lee clone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, want to move on to the next one? 
yeah let's let's go ahead and move on okay so um why don't why don't well i i don't know are we going in order in any order i can't remember we're we're going we're doing your list and we're doing whatever order you want oh. so i'll tell you what we we just spent a good amount of time talking about kung fu hustle and all the bruce lee shit let's move <laughs> on to my my one bruce lee pick that's on my list fist of fury fist of fury that's my bruce lee pick that is that is the one where the the teacher dies right right it starts off with the teacher the teacher dying and so so fist of fury is 1972 um uh low way movie and uh, raymond chow production raymond chow that guy has done so many movies and it's this is Bruce Lee's second leading role. So the first his first one was the big boss. I'm not crazy about the big boss personally. I don't think it's bad or anything. It's just mm-hmm. not on my rewatch list. This I I will watch this over any other Bruce Lee movie anytime. Because Fist of Fury is pretty nonstop. I mean, it it opens up and well, and I think it kind of establishes. Uh, my my knowledge of kung fu cinema is is not nearly so deep as many other people but i feel like this movie establishes at least for me because it it's from 1972 a lot of tropes that end up being reused over and over and over in in kung fu movies and and, and that's so the the student has to avenge the master mm. right and the the gritty Chinese kung fu school needs to defend itself against the dishonorable Japanese, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this one also kind of establishes that the that the, I'm I'm assuming I don't know, but as far as I can tell, at least in 1972. The Chinese didn't particularly care for the Japanese <laughs> and they don't particularly care for Russians either. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, like um, uh, the trope of, of the Jap- the Chinese and Japanese not liking each other has, I, I, I don't know how, how far that goes back in, in, in cinema i think the the trope of of the the master is dead i must avenge his death yeah i think that's a pretty common trope even by yeah even by that point right but uh i don't know i don't know i know they don't like well it's funny because it's always like these cultures that are kind of similar in some ways always kind of dislike each other <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. understand this is like the cubans don't well, like the americans no, the, mean, don't like the mexicans the mexicans don't like the, you know the panamanians and it's just like well the fuck is you all speak spanish like what the hell's the problem <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like the same kind of thing with with asia it's just like you guys all live in kind of the same general area well, uh, i mean they, they live in half the planet yes yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like the same general area is it's, that's like saying, well, you know, you live in New York, you live in LA, why can't you get along? Well, <laughs> you know, but no, I mean, there, there is a lot of historical precedent for, 
for sure tension tension between the chinese and the japanese well you know japanese is japanese spent a lot of time uh unjustly occupying a lot of china and just uh historically they were a little aggressive yes so so so, i mean i think it's probably a fair trope Mm -hmm. but uh, you know it's 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 always slightly cartoonish but it's the same way it's the same way that you know like in american action movies it's always oh the russians are the bad guys or the terrorists are the bad guys and they're cartoon characters you know uh, i know i say cartoon characters a lot but they are they're 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 what like the russians in american action movies especially in the 80s were always like one note there's there's nothing more to them other than they're stupid and aggressive and very very strong and deadly you know and that's and dishonorable and dishonorable and yes and that's that's fist of fury you know the japanese are just they're aggressive and they're sneaky they're sneaky and dishonorable Mm -hmm. and and it's you know the the gritty downtrodden kung fu school students need to go and fight them they and and it's so well done in Fist of Fury. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. And th- there are a couple of things that I really love about Fist of Fury in particular. Like, number one, the, the, let me step away from the kung fu aspect of it. It's a film, man. It's 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 re- it's well made. It's it doesn't look low budget, you know. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't look sloppy or slipshod. It's it's a well made movie. It it looks like it came out of a legitimate movie studio which it did you know and there's a lot of kung fu there's even a lot of good kung fu movies that look like hell i mean they 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 look like they were filmed on a super 8 camera and edited by high school students you know yeah this movie the production values on this are especially for 1972 really really good it it, it is it is well done and and in terms of of the story it was it was a strong story i mean it's yeah or especially for the time and and the 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 movie itself, I, yeah, I agree. It, it and, was made, yeah. And it's it's another um, you know the basis the the character you never see the master. So the movie let's let's recap the movie. The movie starts off with uh, Chen, who is a student returning to his school to find out that his master has died, and it. it it's suspected that he was poisoned. And so he goes about trying to find out who poisoned his master, you know? Well, he, now this is, this is where the, this is the part where I kind of get confused because this movie has been made and remade, right? Um, There's another movie that I, I like not as much as this one, but like there was a remake of it called the, the, is it the new Fist of Fury or Fist? I don't know. I can't remember the um, the Jet Li version. Jet Li made a version of of uh, a Fist of Fury, and it's called. Uh, oh God! Uh, I can't remember it right now. Fist of Legend. Fist of Legend, which was also directed by Wu Ping, again. Yeah. Wu Ping, but um, and and I I'm I'm thinking I'm getting the movies confused because there's also uh, there's a prequel to this movie. That Jet Li does, and I think it's called Fearless. Oh yeah, because it's and then it's about 
it's about the the teacher the teacher and i'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation because i'm very bad at pronouncing chinese names but the the teacher was a legendary um like folk hero chinese folk hero but like real person yes uh huo yuanjia i maybe am getting that right but yeah, I can't remember um, how to pronounce it either. So, <laughs> but uh, who who was this a legendary Chinese quote unquote boxer? Um, but it was uh, he practiced this uh, martial art called Mizongyi. And anyway, I I don't know much about the different styles of the wushu arts. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he he was legendary and legendary for defeating, uh, in particular, you know, J- Japanese martial artists in in competition, and defeating <clears throat> Russian wrestlers and Russian um, boxers in in competition. And so that that's who the master was. And so Bruce Lee as Chen in Fist of Fury is out to avenge his master and he is an unstoppable force of the mystical wushu arts. Mm-hmm. He, and the fight scenes in this movie are fantastic. The Again, one. especially considering it's 1972, there's no such thing as wire foo yet. Yes, you know? that's right. And you're dealing with film cameras and you know, not an unlimited supply of film and the the fights are fast they're really accurate they're really well done and the the choreography is is on point and so i kind of i i have a lot of awe for this movie just on the basis of it being made when it was made bruce there's not a lot of special effects to be done in the fighting you know the fighting has to be the fighting i i you see, this is the thing about Bruce Lee. I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but it's like the man made four movies. Yeah. And the four fucking movies are are known throughout the world for its iconic, you know, uh, images that it created. You will never, like you will, anybody else who does anything like this will only be either stealing or paying homage to yes to the movies that this man has made which is fucking crazy right yeah because i mean there were movies there were kung fu movies before this man came around Mm -hmm. and there's going to be kung fu movies after right but very few people can manage to kind of create anything more iconic than some Mm -hmm. of the things this guy did and and in in this particular movie uh the iconic things that he did at least for me was that fucking scene where he, he he jumps into the uh, the 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 karate dojo, yeah, takes off his shirt, and then is surrounded by Japanese and kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, you know, like with yeah. nunchucks by hand, yeah. and he's just going off. And, and this the the shot is like above, right over their head, yes. almost off to the side, and you see him surrounded. They do it again in Yip Man. They do it mm-hmm. again in. And and uh, um, uh, and the fist of legend, they do it every single time, 
you know, and, and there's no, yeah. like, even if there, it's unintentional, I, I, I feel like it's so ingrained in, in yeah. cinematic culture that you can't get away from wanting to do that or inadvertently doing it. Yeah, I think I, I would go so far as to say that this movie, like, set the tone. You know, as much as uh, what was um, the big boss, and but the, I mean, this movie's better than the big boss. It is. Yeah. It's just better. And but but this movie set the tone and like laid down the formula. You know these these are the shots you're gonna have to have now. You're gonna have to have these shots. Yeah. You, you, this is what you're you're it just set the tone for the next 60 years of cinema, of Kung Fu cinema. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, one thing that this movie does that I, I feel like you don't see a lot of because in these, you know, the, the master has to defend his school's honor, like Yip Man, you know, yeah. or Yip Man, like the, the master is thrust into a fight he never asked for and, and kind of refuses to fight until he simply is not given the, choice to refuse right and in this movie it's the exact opposite no this guy's bringing the fight and he's ruthless mm -hmm. and he he doesn't just beat people up he kills them yeah you know chen, chen becomes this this ruthless avenging assassin basically and in the end of the movie he gets killed by the shanghai police you yeah. know the ending is really interesting right it's not a happy ending. It's not a. It's but not. But it reflects. It, it reflects the reality of the situation in in the historical period that the movie's trying to depict. In that, it didn't matter how much resistance there was from from the Chinese, the Japanese still always managed to win. Yeah. Well, the and there's also things like laws, right? Even back then, I mean, yeah. It, you know, there, it, there was society. And therefore, if you want to live in society, there's laws you got to follow. You just murdered a bunch of people and assaulted a bunch of people, you mm -hmm. know, whether you were just in doing so or not, doesn't matter. You can't go around doing that shit, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and there was consequences. Now, they shot him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead of trying to like, you know, uh, you know, attain, you know, like kind of grab him, you know, but yeah, they shot him, but he also, I guess he was gonna, he was gonna attack them, right? He was attacking. So like, and all they had yeah. was guns. So of course, you know. Well, but I mean, I think it's like the end of Hero, you know, you remember that movie Hero, was it Hero or Fearless with Jet Li, where at the end of the movie, he's talking to the emperor and the emperor's like, finally, one man who gets it. And then he gets up and kind of like, starts to walk away and turns around at the at the gates of the emperor's palace and his the imperial archers basically pin him to the wall like completely oh, pepper him with with that's that's got to be you know, hero hero yeah and but it's basically the same ending here where i my interpretation of it is like there is no fairness you know yeah there, there's no fairness here yeah and if you want to fight for for justice you're going to lose but but know that going in and yeah. and if it's a just fight you'll still fight it i think um i think i think i think that's one of the things that's kind of missing just in general 
from from just modern day action cinema you it's like the hero assaults everybody you know for whatever yeah. wrong they may have caused and and in some cases like destroy cities right yeah. but because he was just everything is forgiven there's yeah. no uh, all the collateral damage is overlooked nobody worries about <laughs> who's yeah. gonna pay for shit it's all okay because it all goes away because the dude's just and in, and it's it you're right this movie it might have been because of the time too because it's you know we're, we're at that time we're not in like so inundated by just action cinema and mm -hmm. basically it's like you know renegade cinema you know it's just like these people sure. who are just doing what they feel is right you know and in this case like you're right you know there's there whether you can call it a consequence or just the reality of that you the good guy doesn't always win mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna... or in this in this movie the good guy won like he he won the fight that he, he set out to fight but at the end of the day he loses you know? yeah he doesn't get to live um yeah you lo you lose for winning basically yeah yeah i mean he did what he wanted to do was get his vengeance for his teacher yep, yep. but um which is funny because um fist of legend has a sequel and uh in fist of legend uh, apparently chen zen i think is his name is chen chen zen i forget his name yeah chen zen yeah. yeah he is still alive and becomes this black mask character thing and he goes around avenging and he's like kind of like a superhero kind of thing where he's like beating people up for being bad that kind of stuff and i'm like what the fuck you know <laughs> it, 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 it's like so, so far from reality and what you're describing right now is one of the things that i truly love about kung fu cinema is that shit happens all the time you have sequels that make no fucking sense <laughs> that are that are as they're not even like loosely tied to the the previous movie yeah like the, the only tie to the movie is we're going to give the character the same name yeah you know? and i i get such a kick out of that be, because why why bother just make a different movie <laughs> you know yeah no they 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 they, they so badly want to hang on to that that branding that they yeah. they, they can turn a dollar with that they just yeah. go ahead and i mean that happens in american cinema too right yeah but but not I not to the same degree. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman had a TV series, right? You remember yeah. the old Linda Carter yeah. Wonder Woman? Well, apparently the first season was like in the 50s or 40s. And, and then all of a sudden it was present day. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like the 70s or late, you know, early 80s, you know, all of a sudden, like, or whatever it was. It's just like, what the fuck? She just, you just skipped. Like everybody. <laughs> You know, Linda Carter is now over here, which is one of the reasons why they've made her immor immoral, immortal <laughs> in the movie. Because like, oh, well, you know, because she can live forever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, people do it. It's It's been done. Although America or Americans or, you know, certain other cinemas care a little bit more about the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
in some cases, Hong Kong cinema, not so much. <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, Kung Fu cinema so often falls into like the, it, it, the movies about the Kung Fu, the story is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, the story doesn't have to make sense. The story very rarely ever makes sense. Let's just be straight up honest about it. Yeah. The story in this movie makes sense. The yes. story drives the movie. The Kung Fu is while it's the, I would go so far as to say like Bruce Lee isn't even the main character of this movie. The Kung Fu is the main character in this movie. Hmm. Right. But, but the story drives the movie. It's not just let's have an excuse to have another fight. Yeah. Which is, which happens sometimes with, with happens a lot (laughs) with martial arts cinema. And I think you have, there was a time where, I didn't care about the story. I just wanted to see Kung Fu. Yeah, sure. And, well, and, and I, I'm that way sometimes now. Just show me the Kung Fu, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I would. There's even to... there's at least one movie on my list that we're going to get to that that is exactly that for me. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a time when I was a kid, and I would go to the video store for VHS. You know, for those of you who don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young VHS came after Beta. Yeah, and for some reason, well, did it? Didn't they come out at the same they time? Came, I think Beta came out a little bit before VHS, and somehow VHS won the home video wars. Yeah, but um, anyway, but like, uh, but yeah, I would go to the I would go to the video store and and look for that kung fu movie or whatever movie, and I would rent it, knowing that knowing full well it was garbage. Oh, sure. And saying, look, I just want to get to the Kung Fu. I just want yeah. to watch the Kung Fu. I don't know how many yeah. kickboxers, five, six, eight, whatever I would right. watch. Right. You know, how, however many of those, I, 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 I just wanted to get to the Kung Fu. And, um, but do you know, I kind of miss that. Do you, do you kind of miss that? I miss going to the video store. I don't. As, I, uh, oh, I do. I miss going to the video store and like agonizing over, okay, which two which two am I going to pick <laughs> because as opposed to like now, like sitting on Netflix and just like typing, this is what I want to see. Yeah. In, in watching the movie. So sometimes I, I am a little bit, a, a little bit nostalgic for, for like, no, there's a limit to what I'm allowed to get. You know, there's a limit and I have to choose wisely, you know? Mm. Now, I think I, I I wouldn't trade the two. Mm-hmm. I would not want to go back. To <laughs> but you know, what's funny is I, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you know, it has been a decade, literally a decade since the last time I used hard media. Since the last time I actually watched a DVD or a Blu-ray. Wow. It's been a decade. I've been going through, like, I've been getting rid of DVDs and a lot of them are just like, whatever, you know, there are a few that I'm keeping because I would have to pay for them, mm-hmm. you know, but everything else is almost completely online through one of the streaming yeah. services that I already yeah. own or yep. that I'm already a part of. So it's just like, what's the point of keeping this hard media? It's just taking up space. Right. Um, but one of the things I've been doing slowly is 
uh, I've been ripping those movies that I have. Okay. So uh, I'm ripping them and putting them in, in my home server and just kind of keeping them here. And uh, man, you know, it's just like sometimes I'll rip something and I wonder, will I ever watch this again? <laughs> you know, because there's yeah. so much content out, right? Right. There's so sure. much shit. So the, the problem nowadays is not so much, do I have enough money? That's not the issue if you have streaming services. It's, no. about, it's about how much time do I have yeah. to watch or, this? Or if you're looking to like have your own media server so that you know it's not just about streaming services, but you have your own library. It's how much server space do I have? Yeah. Do I have how many more movies do I have room for here? Yeah. And and but more than anything, too, like like will I ever watch these again? You know, and yeah, uh, well, that's like I, I have I, I I have something like thirty two gigs of music, right? Yeah, which that's not even a lot anymore, right? But no, maybe it's like forty or fifty gigs of music, and I look at, and like every once in a while I start looking through it, and it's like I I haven't listened to half of this shit in fifteen years. Yeah. Now I'm not going to dump it because I'm not in like any big need of server space, but it's like, what, why do we even have it anymore? Yeah. It's, it's, it's digital clutter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing is, is like, I've, I've moved the, the majority of like the stuff I have, I've either gotten rid of it or purchased it or can watch it via some digital ser- yeah. service. Right. Yep. One of the movies that I've done that with, or a set of the movies that I've done that with is, um, and and not not to switch off of this movie, but uh, the uh, the God damn it, I'm drawing oh, Rush Hour movies. Oh, <laughs> my son watches Rush Hour like every other week, at least once a month, at least, and 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 it's gotten to the point. First of all, I you know I love Jackie Chan. Yeah, I love Rush Hour. It's not part of my top five, but it is one of my favorite movies. But I have gotten to the point where it's like, dude, I can't watch Rush Hour anymore. No, yeah, I can't. I just can't. I just can't. And the kid's like, let's put it on. Let's put it on. And I'm like, no, let's watch something else. And I was like, fine, Rush Hour 2. I'm like, ah. Ah. <laughs> he loves Rush Hour. It's so funny. And I can't get him to watch anything else. I try to get him to watch like another Jackie Chan movie. It's so bizarre. It, like that's the movie. It's bizarre. Yeah. There's, there, he I'm has, not saying it's a bad movie or anything. It's just yeah. like. He's got better I movies. had forgotten that movie existed. You know? <laughs> oh, dude, it does not do well. It does not hold up. No, there, there's a there's a lot. Yeah. I would say in the Jackie Chan catalog that. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know. Well, Chris Tucker really kind of just is not, uh, especially for this climate that we're in socially. He wouldn't. Yeah, he does, that movie, not. that movie doesn't hold up very well. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would be willing to bet that any movie that that the whole basis of the movie is, ha, let's laugh at how these two people are culturally different. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha. Well, yeah, that ain't gonna fly. Well, there's that, and then it's like, well, let's laugh at the similarities that they have. Oh, they both kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, take advantage of women and talk uh-huh. awful about women. 
it's just like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're sexually harassing, you know, some of these characters. Like, uh, isn't, isn't that amazing, though? Like, how many movies and TV shows and just old stuff that we used to love. And like you, you watch it now. Something you you pick it up and you you watch it and and it's just like cringing through the whole movie because like ah, oh, oof. Like, have you ever you know the movie The Last Boy Scout? Yes, yes, I do. Know. Oh my god, it dude. doesn't hold up. Oh, dude, that movie is so like in the first thirty seconds. Uh, there, there's a it's it's played as a gag right it's a joke uh-huh and seriously like it's just a joke that there's this, this football team hanging out at this guy's mansion and one of the football players is in the hot tub and he grabs a prostitute and like pushes her head down under the water you know to get yeah. pleasure mm-hmm. right yeah and like that's like two minutes of screen time Jesus. and it's, and it's a joke. Oh. And I mean, I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid, you know, I, I would have been what, like 12 or 13 when that movie came out. Yeah. And I remember seeing that movie as a kid and just being like, ha ha, it's a funny joke, you know? Yeah. And watching it now, it's just like, geez, like the fact that it's played for a joke is, 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 makes it so much worse than it would be otherwise anyway yeah. we're getting way off topic yeah no it's it was a different time um and uh you're also older now right you know better it's just there yeah. i might have a grain or two of wisdom in my head I, yeah same here it's just yeah plus i have a daughter anytime anything like that shows up i sure. want to punch people you know yeah yeah but um but i mean it's 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 going to be a problem when we speak about movies especially in the past yeah movies from the past yeah um but anyway uh so enter the dragon let me see what i can't remember the other iconic piece or scene that i remember from or that i've always remembered from from uh fist of fist of fury yeah is when he finds out that japanese guy is is not really Chinese. He's a Japanese spy. The cook. Yeah. The cook. And he's yeah. the guy who poisoned this teacher. And he corners him, he grabs him, he tells him, You killed my teacher. And he goes, Why, 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 why? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That is one of the most intense scenes. It's one of the things I remember the most. Yeah. You know, when I think about that movie. That movie, that that scene and the scene where he beats the crap out of all the Japanese with the nunchucks. Yeah. Those are the two iconic scenes. And I think it's one of the things that people remember throughout, you know, again, in Hong Kong cinema, it's just like that, that yeah. you know, the, the, the uh, surrounding scene, because the, 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 again, not to continue on with the nunchuck scene, but they do it in Kill Bill and, yeah. and they did it in Kiss of Dragon. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on. By the way, Jackie Chan was in Enter the Dragon. I was going to bring that up. Damn it. Fist of the Fury. Fist of Fury. Yes. Sorry. Jackie Chan was one of the students in, in, in Fist, Fist of Fury. Fury. Yes. He was he was also a uncredited. Stunt, uncredited. And he was like uh Bruce was flailing around with the nunchucks and accidentally whacks 
Jackie and Jackie just goes, gets hit, doesn't make a big fuss, just knocks out like he's supposed to. And then, you know, they end the scene cut and he, Bruce runs over to Jackie. And he's like, are you all right? I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And Jackie's like, no, I'm fine. I'll be fine. You know? But he said like, you fucking whacked him pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, and he was in that scene, and because he he did well in that scene, Bruce brought Jackie back so he can toss him out the window at the end. Yeah, you know? yep. So like, yep. Uh, interesting because I think I don't know if the other guys were in there, like the Yung, like the three brothers, Yumbu and Samo Hung, but uh-huh. I know Jackie was in that movie. He, but oh, yeah. Yumbu was in, or not Yumbu, uh, Samo Hung was also in. Uh, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say like, and we can talk, I'm sure we're going to talk about this later because I'm pretty sure it's on your list, but Enter the Dragon is not one of my favorites. Oh, I, 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 I've never thought Enter the Dragon is as awesome as the whole world seems to think it is. I put it on my list and I'll speak more to this later. Um, again, because of the iconic Im- imagery that it, it created, sure. But the uh idea of the contest, yeah, the, Kung the Fu kumite, con- yeah, the kumite is something that had become such a big part of martial arts cinema. And I don't know if it was ever there before this, before that movie, yeah. Um, I- I'll have to research that when we do my list, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't, and that's why it's on my list. I, it's not one of those movies I watch over and over again, mm-hmm. but it's so influential. I feel that people need to need to know that they should watch it. Sure, it, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, what what movie would you like to do next? Oh, okay. Well, since we ended on Jackie Chan, let's talk about Drunken Master. Drunken Master. And I'm talking about specifically the 1978 Drunken Master, the original first Drunken Master, which Man, I, I I love Drunken Master 2. Love it. It's a fantastic, fantastic movie. I a lot of the same things going on that Kung Fu Hustle has going on, where it's it's big and epic and sweeping, and the the filmmaking is on display just as much as the Kung Fu is on display. But Drunken Master, the original one, there are too many things about that movie that I just love so much. Number one is that I think the original Drunken Master was, um, it was like Jackie's first real major leading role, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know if it was like his first leading role, but I mean, I th- it, it was probably like his breakout movie. Right? I, think like it's, that's... I think it's the role where he decided he can be funny. Yeah. I, think, sure. I don't think he, I think he had... Uh, leading roles before but that was the first one where he decided he was going to be hilarious we're gonna throw we're gonna throw comedy into it right yeah at least for him you know and Mm -hmm. i think he that's that's the movie i want to say drunken um dragon fist was a movie he starred in but i think it was before that and i believe that was a more serious role yeah i don't remember but But like this is the prototype for every jackie chan movie that came after it I want to say that's yeah. true. I, I I do because I I think you're right about that. He he wasn't. Um, see, 
Dragon Fist was made in 1979, so it was after Drunken uh, Fist or Drunken Master right. One. So maybe he was still kind of trying there to was, get a footing or something. There was a movie, uh, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, which actually I've never seen. Mm-hmm. But like the difference between the two is, you know, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow was a successful movie, I guess, but. Drunken Master out earned it by almost three times as much at, at the box office. Well, and so like it, it was, it was probably like I, I wasn't there. I don't know, but this is this this is the movie that established Jackie Chan as the the guy that we know. Yeah, right. I I, I believe you're right about that. And and, and there's go ahead. Important things about this movie. Yun Wu Ping directed it. Yep, Wu Ping. And uh, Jackie Chan plays a version of Wong Fei Hung. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, Now, now how this version of Wong Fei Hung uh, relates to the other versions of Wong Fei Hung, I don't know and I'll never understand (laughs) because it's clearly not the same character. I think it's just like, we're going to name him Wong Fei Hung because people will come and see the movie. You know? <laughs> um, but so directed by Yoon Woo Ping. Yep. And Jackie Chan's drunken boxing teacher was played by Yoon Shu Chen, who is Yoon Woo Ping's father. Oh. And he played Beggar So is the character's name. Beggar I did so. not know that. And Beggar So was there was there were three movies where Beggar So was like one of the key characters, right? Wow. But yeah, Yun Shu Chen is Yun Mo Ping's father. Uh-huh. And and he plays like this this drunk homeless beggar who who Jackie Chan's father, uh uh Freddie. Well, they they Wong they Fei go Hung be, and they, they go Kei between Yin. calling him Wong Fei Hung and calling him uh, Wong Ki Ying, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, the 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 dub version that I got, yeah, called Wong Fei Hung Freddie, yeah, and they called Wong Ki Ying uh, yeah. Robert, yeah, and and it drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, but so so beggar so it. Uh, one of the things I, I really love about this movie, so so in Drunken Master Two, you know, uh, Fei Hung isn't like a bad guy. Yeah, he's just kind of a a goofball. Uh, you in, know? in one or in two or in both? two in, in two? two, he's just kind of a goofball. You know, he's he, a goofball he, and he gets himself into trouble. But he's not like mean spirited or anything. Yeah, he's he's not uh, like going out looking for trouble or looking for fights. You know, he's just kind of a clumsy dummy. You know, uh-huh. and you know he he's a troublemaker. That's for sure. Like, yeah, but but he's not he's not like mean spirited or anything. In Drunken Master, in the original, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's a he's he's like an incorrigible child. You know, he's. He's selfish and self-serving and goes out trying to pick fights. And, and he's a very skilled martial artist in his own right. And so he goes and he beats people up and it causes trouble. And, and he tries, 
he uh, har- sexually harasses his own cousin. Yeah, <laughs> unknowingly, without without knowing that. Yeah. No, he's knowingly harassing them, but he doesn't yeah, but know he, he doesn't, that it's his aunt and his cousin. He's related to them, you know, right? And so he gets in a whole bunch of trouble, and his father basically disowns him and sends him off to get trained viciously. Well, his father you know, wants to kick his ass at one point, right? Like his father allows some some uh, antagonists. Yeah. So come in and and beat beat his son up. Yeah. So, but that's because his son beat them up in the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. And they come to his home and 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 so so basically Jackie Chan's like a spoiled rich kid in this movie. That is exactly what he is, because Wonky Ying is a renowned kind of doctor, which they kind of really don't talk about in this movie. Yeah. Historically speaking, or at least in the other movies that I've seen, like like I'm a historian. But like, but like in some of the other movies, Wong Ki Ying is also a well-known martial artist slash yeah. doctor, and um, and yeah. uh, so like he he's got money, and yeah, and Wong Fei Hung comes from money, yeah, and, and so that's and so so in, yeah, in this movie, Fei Hung he's, he's a spoiled rich kid, he's a total brat and a, a real pain in the ass, right? And they spend a long time setting that up, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. And um, and so he beats the crap out of these guys in the marketplace because, to be fair, the guys in the marketplace were being jerks. Yeah. And then they come to his father's home and demand uh, reparation, basically. And the father is, you know, disowns him like, I disown you! Yeah. You know, in, in that, that classic kung fu movie style. I disown you, you're a disgrace to my family and my name. Yeah, you know? yeah. One thing I wish they would have done in that scene is it's like, why didn't Jackie, or Jackie, why didn't Wong Fei Hung, you know, say, hey, this kid was going around. No, I, I know. I know. He, why, they never did that. Happen? Yeah, he should have done that. He would have been fine. And then the other guy yeah. would have been like, I'm sorry, my son's an asshole too. Right. And, you know. But, but I think this, this movie while it does establish that you can do Kung Fu and comedy together, this movie absolutely follows the formula that we were talking about before, which is the story is secondary to the Kung Fu. Yeah. Whatever we have to do to get to the next fight, that's what we're going to do. If it makes sense, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're just going to yeah. get to the, we're going to get to the fight. We're going to do this, the training montages, you know, and, and, and the fight scene. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. But so so the the other people you know come to basically seeking compensation from Fei Hung's father uh, for the beating that his son dispensed, and then and and the dad's already mad because he just found out because Fei Hung's aunt and and cousin came to visit, and that's and when Fei Hung comes home, that's when he finds out that uh, you know oh that's my aunt and my cousin. And then they proceed to tell the father like, well, yeah, he, he sexually harassed us in the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. And so his dad's already pissed. And these people come in and his dad goes off on this. You're a menace. You're an animal. I'm tired of you. And I disown you. And then the aunt jumps in and is like, no, why don't you, why don't you let them beat him up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can hit him 10 times. Yeah, exactly. And once you land your 10 licks, then you're done. Right. Then you're even, yeah. right? 
and so I don't know how that how how that equates to the guy in the stretcher because there's a guy in the stretcher all broken up right oh but the thing is I I kind of read that as fake right like because Jackie didn't or Fei Hung didn't beat him up that badly you know he didn't like break his bones or anything you know yeah and then he's dragged in on the stretcher in the cast and all that yeah okay these guys are making a big show they're ambulance chasing you know yeah um but uh so, you know, then there, there's the fight and Jackie just basically kind of, he takes his 10 licks, but he does a good job of dodging them and he just, like doesn't doesn't do anything to him. And, and then the fight continues because after the 10 licks, the, the guys don't stop. And so Jackie Chan beats him up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he you puts know? the other one in a stretcher. Literally puts yeah. the other one in yeah. a stretcher. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But, but the funny thing is, and and I, I kind of want to, you did kind of kind of talk um, about it a little bit, but the ant kicks his ass in the marketplace yeah. when he was yeah. when he was trying to sexually harass the girl <laughs> right because yep. she saw it and then came over and kicked his ass and yep. it was funny because i was watching the movie and i i did not remember this piece of the movie and i was sitting there thinking like oh man am i am i watching something that doesn't hold up you know because he's going after the girl and it's supposed to be played up for laughs right like he's he's tricking her into like kind of Hugging and kissing him. Yeah. Hugging and kissing him, right? And, and and it's it's all, like you said, done for laughs and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it's cringy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, damn, these old movies. But then he gets his comeuppance. But then the ant steps in <clears throat> yep. and kicks the shit out of him. And I was yep. like, okay, this will hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, I don't know why that kind of like fixed things for me, you know? Yeah. Because it was really cringy, right? Oh, sure. And then, well, but, but, but because it's like it, you know, it's one thing to have like a cringy scene like that, uh-huh. and everybody just goes about their business like, oh, it's perfectly fine and perfectly normal. Yeah, it's a sign. It's of another the thing to have whatever. a scene like that that's immediately followed by you did what, and a guy gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and because by a it woman. At, at the very least shows like, like the movie understands what this guy was doing was wrong in know? 19 what 1978 78. yep what yep. i like about it is is not only did he get his ass kicked but he got his ass kicked by an older woman yep mm-hmm. and then as and fake who as was, who played his aunt? oh uh, i don't remember it? uh because she she's a big deal i can't um, remember but she was a big deal um linda lynn Linda Lynn, yeah, I, I didn't put her on my list. I should have, no. but she, she, um, yeah, she kicked his ass and and well and and didn't look like fake kick assery. She no. was, you could tell, she was a martial like artist she, as well. She's kicking over her head. She's holding pose with her her foot above her head. You know, she's, she's highly skilled. Yeah, yeah, like not just skilled, highly skilled. Yep. And she kicked Jackie's ass. And then Jackie's getting his ass kicked. And then he's like, all right, fine. I'm out of here. And he yeah. leaves. You know, because yeah. like, he's getting his ass kicked. He runs away. He runs yeah. away. Yep. And so, like, uh, and part of me was like, huh, I, I, I don't know. I, I had this idea, like, maybe in this world, in the world that we live in now, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have so much of this, like, like uh, nonsense about, like, you know uh, whether uh, some awful thing happened or whatever if that threat was there <laughs> if the woman can kick your ass 
maybe if that threat was there, maybe you would. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have my days where I think there are too many people who have never had a serious beatdown in their life, you know, Yeah. but that moment passes because, you know, I, beating getting beaten up isn't isn't the only way to learn wisdom you know or humility you know i maybe maybe for some people there are some people out there you know. well that's the lesson jackie chan learns in this movie right he learns yeah. hum- humility from a f- severe ass kicking and on top of that the guy who kicks his ass humiliates him right yeah um i i i was sitting in that part of that of the movie when I was I was watching this and I was thinking, I think I had the thought that you're having. And I said, that should happen to more people. <laughs> the ass kicking. And I, cause I sat there and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what happens. You get your ass kicked, you realize you're not that you're not that awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who even that won't get through. You know, there there are too many people that, that I have met personally in my own life who even a severe ass kicking doesn't doesn't get through. I I think I told you this story before, but um, uh, one time in kickboxing, when I was 17, 18 years old, I was beginning to kind of like, things were beginning to click. I was feeling really good about myself. I show up at the gym and I didn't mean to. Uh, I don't know how the words left my, my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently uh i i i want i wanted to train leg kicks that day usually mm-hmm. we don't usually train leg kicks we would just when we spar we just spar with kicks above the waist that day i felt like i was feeling pretty fancy or whatever thought i had it and i said let's train leg kicks but something about the way i said it pissed off my teacher and and I was, I was feeling very confident. Maybe yeah. I was feeling arrogant. I remember feeling like I thought I can do things now. Like I know, like I know stuff, right? Like I'm, I've made it to a level. And something about the way I said it to my teacher pissed him right the fuck off. And he's like, all right. And so we, we got all geared up and got in the, got in the ring. And for two rounds... For three minutes, two minute, two rounds for a total of six minutes with one minute break, I got my fucking legs chopped on. By the end of the second round, I couldn't stand anymore. And I I went home with the biggest, scariest fucking bruise on my leg. I couldn't walk for three, four days. Like I, I, I could walk, but I was like limping. Hobbling, yeah. Hobbling. But I... When we were done and I sat outside the ring, I was sitting on the on the apron, which is something some boxers like frown upon, but I couldn't do anything other than sit on the apron at that point. So I was sitting on the apron of the ring, around the ring, and I'm sitting there and I felt so humiliated. I felt like, like, what was I thinking? What makes me think? Yeah, that, that I can, that I, that I know how to do this, you know. And I sat there, and I had tears coming out of my eyes, not because it hurt. Yeah, 
but because I got such a severe ass kicking <laughs> and everybody saw it, you know, it was, right back down to earth, huh? right back down the fucking earth, maybe even under it, you know, like, <laughs> I, and, and I felt so embarrassed and, and stupid. Right. And then my teacher let me know he, that's when I figured that he was mad at me. He says like, you need to find a way to be more humble. The things that are in the way you said that and stuff, you know, was very arrogant, you know, <laughs> he, I'm paraphrasing, but basically that's what he said. And as kindly as he could, you know, because yep. I, I think by that point, his anger had subsided and he saw me sitting there like a big baby. You know, I wasn't whimpering, but I had, yeah. I had tears streaming down my face and, uh, and I realized how stupid I was yeah. and, and he, and he, he, let me down gently. Now I go back and forth about whether or not I needed that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that ass kicking kind of uh, made me realize that uh, I have to be careful who I start fights with mm. at the very least. Cause mm. you know, or at the very least, just be careful about the way you say things or be careful how you say things. And, and I struggle with that still. You know, uh, I try to be very careful. And even when and when I do know that I I fuck up or I say something stupid, I try my best to apologize. If yeah. I, if I especially if I feel like I need to. There are times where I'm like, this guy's an asshole. I did what I did. I feel bad about it, but I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> so there's still a little there's still a little of that stubbornness. Right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that I've, I've learned the lesson completely. I'm not sure I did. But I know very well that if I need to say sorry, I should say sorry. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and not let that get too far, but an ass kicking is, I think it, it, it should be one of the, like, there should be, there should be some rites of passage. And, and I think an ass kicking should be one of them. Granted may not solve all of the problems in America, but I think it would help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I think some dose of humility for most of us would would be helpful. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, Jackie definitely got a couple of doses of humility in this movie. Yeah. And then and then you get to the part where where he's being trained by uh Beggar So. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's a great training montage of just him. He's he's doing all his wacky shit, like moving water from one tub to the next while balancing on top of them, and, yeah, and all, all that kind of stuff. Doing sit ups and, then, and, and, and pulling water out of while he's yep. doing sit ups. It's yeah, awesome and stuff. He gets to the part where he has to like one of the forms that he has. To, he has to learn the eight uh, drunken gods. Yes. Right, and then he he has to learn the the woman who does a little dance, and he's like, "I'm not doing this sissy shit." And then, it, <laughs> and then it comes back to haunt him in the final fight. You know, yes, that that was like, great too, right? Like, mm -hmm. like he he's too masculine to do the female one, and mm -hmm. then doing a version of what he interpreted as the female version of the is what saves him in the fight, right? Yeah, so. right. Yep. And uh, I I don't know so. I'm going to go out on a limb and I will say Drunken Master 2 is by every objective measure a better movie, right? The, the drunken boxing is more refined 
and the movements are are better and more fluid and the fight choreography is better the 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 film work is better it's yeah. it's a better movie in every way yeah right but this is the this is the movie that gave birth to the Jackie Chan that we know and love you know and that's that's why it's on my list i never thought about that Make me want to change my list. <laughs> I'm not going to. No, you're locked in, bro. I'm locked in. This is why. This is why I told you because, like, when we when we decided we we're going to do this one, I said I'm going to make my list, then you're going to make your your list, and then once we make our list, we lock it down and we send it to each other. I because I was afraid of this. I was afraid that you're going to convince me that my list is inferior. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, now I want Drunken Master as my, my fucking number <laughs> see, one. All two. I'm thinking about is tonight, you know, after after we're done, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch Drunken Master 2. Drunken you Master know? 2. I don't want to get off on, on, don't get me started on Drunken Master 2. Drunken Master 2 is so awesome. But there's also some kind of funny history things in it, which are some funny happenings on set for that movie. But uh, I'll leave that for when we talk uh, on my list because it's on my list. Mm-hmm. But as far as Wu Ping, I did not know Bigger So was Wu Ping's father. Yeah. That is so fucking awesome, bro. Um, and, and funny because Bigger So, the, the guy who plays Bigger So, uh, Si Wu Tin Yun or whatever, fuck, his last name is Yun. I don't know why I didn't pick it. Why Yun Xu Tin. Yeah, Yun Xu Tin. Xu Tin Yun, yeah. Yeah, like how come I didn't see it? Like, But yeah, that man is typecast. He is... He is like bigger so and like bigger so in, in like 10 other movies. Yeah. You know? Uh well three. Oh, is it three? I thought he was like I mean, it might be more than that, but there's there's three that I know of. Mm. I don't um, know. I just know that he's bigger so in in movies that are not related. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Drunken Master, Story of Drunken Master, and Dance of the Drunk Mantis. I he's in I've I have not seen either of those other two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can pretty sure he's in, he makes cameos in other movies where he's probably yeah but anyway um so uh, there's a couple of things about this movie that i love number one is the you know the fact that jackie chan's in it i'm a big jackie chan fan number two uh drunken kung fu is so bizarre yeah. so so unique so weird right yeah it's one of the very uh obscure kind of odd martial arts uh, and it's it's actually really old is it really like, old i, I, I think it like it, it's a it's a shaolin monk thing it's a real martial art yeah it's a it's a shaolin it, it shaolin monk style like i don't know how useful that. it is um who knows who knows i mean i'm not about to get drunk and find I mean, out <laughs> I, look uh, not not that i was practicing any wushu arts but uh, well i have like in the past but mm-hmm. you know not i've never actually fought anybody that way mm-hmm. but uh um i have fought people while extremely drunk <laughs> and and i can tell you I did not lose those fights. <laughs> so maybe there's something to it, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so uh, the other, the other thing too was uh, in this movie, there is a scene 
where I don't know if you noticed, but there's a very unique martial art in this movie that I've I've never knew was possible. And this martial art is the one being uh, displayed by the waiter in the restaurant. Okay. He has, with his martial arts, has the ability to make up make people throw up exactly <laughs> what they ate. What they ate. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. can punch and you and make and, you and throw that's... up the food, the the, the <laughs> top exactly went, as it like, went down. Exactly. Yeah. And he just and all it is, he just punches you. He just yes. punches you right in the stomach. Well, there's technique because if you notice. He punched him for a certain way for the for yeah, solid yeah. foods, but then when he punched him, when he hit when he hit him for the wine, he hit him a little higher with his elbow, right? So he changed. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It, then, there's technique to this. <laughs> and I, my, I think my favorite part of that scene is after the waiter beats the food out of Jackie Chan, he just beats it out of him. Yeah. And then Beggar So starts beating the crap out of everybody. After puking up all this food, Jackie's hiding in the corner, stealing bow out of the steamer stand yeah. and eating them. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And then it's like, also like, I'm, I remember thinking, wait a minute, you're an asshole. Yeah. And like, why are you, you, you're, you, you're, you, you just got the shit kicked out of you for stealing. And now you're doing it again. And now you're stealing again. In the same place. And, the, and not only that, but like the dude, there's a dude in there who's bailing you out. Yeah. He's, right. he's making it so that you don't get your ass kicked more. Yeah. But now he's going around kicking everybody else's ass. That makes no sense to me. Like that dude, that dude should not have intervened. He should have just let him kick his, kick their ass. And he's like, well, okay. Uh, and he then he intervened like, specifically because unknowing to Wong Fei Hung at the time, that's his new teacher. That's his new teacher. So that is true. That is true. But I, I, when the scene was happening, I'm like, uh, moralistically, I don't know what this is like, <laughs> you know, kind of like, this is not the best scene, <laughs> you know, you know, like, like, it's not, what are we teaching people here? You know? Um, yeah. You know, if I don't know, but whatever, whatever the case, it was hilarious. Right. Cause the waiter was, he had buck teeth, right? Obviously yes. they were fake. But he was like such a. Yeah, like, there's even one point where he's like putting his hand over his mouth because the teeth are starting to fall. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you couldn't keep the fake prosthetic teeth in place. Right. So, like, yeah, he was like talking and then the shit's falling out of his mouth. But, um, but yeah, it was great because he, like, you know, he has, you know, a digestive tract food, kung fu, or whatever you want to call it. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know if you knew this, but. There's a scene where that first bully walks through the uh, the the little courtyard. That one bully that that gets the shit kicked out of him and yeah. ends up on a stretcher. That bully, his, his when he enters that fucking market area, he beats somebody up who's holding a bunch of green beans or something in a mm -hmm. basket. That is Wu Ping. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Before the before he goes to the guy, before the bully goes to the guy with the jade, you know, the and the son, yeah. there's another guy that yeah, that he that he just kicks his ass on the way in, right? That is Wu Ping. And apparently, I guess Wu Ping makes a habit of this. Like he makes these little cameos in the movies. Yeah. 
Well, that way you get paid twice. <laughs> and you get your, uh, your, your uh, whatchamacallit, your, your actor's card guild. Card yeah, you get your SAG card. There you, you know, go. Which may or may not be a thing in Hong Kong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so like that, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, oh, shit, that's Wu Ping? You know? <laughs> you got to love. That's, that's the kind of stuff you always got to look for. That's what makes some of these movies so much fun is the, the little stuff, the details that you wouldn't notice otherwise. So like, um, I love Wu Ping, and and I'm sure you do too. Oh, one one fun fact, uh, when uh, the Wachowski brothers hired him to be on the Matrix to to do the action choreography for the Matrix, you know he's realizing that half the cast or all the cast don't know any martial arts, right? So he starts to sweat. Yeah, and in comes. Keanu Reeves with a neck brace because he was he had just had his neck fused yes because of a ski accident right Wu Ping renowned well-known action choreographer takes one look at the kung fu-less Keanu Reeves with a neck brace and starts bawling runs into a corner and starts crying his eyes out and say my career is over I'm never going to make movies again. This I am ruined. Why did I come here? You know, why did I decide that I should be doing this movie? And of course, you know, Matrix, you know, blows up. Yeah. And becomes this giant thing. Right. But yeah. Uh, little did he know he was not in danger of, <laughs> of anything. But I can understand why. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. But uh, it, it's just, woof. but man, I, the whooping. Man, I love that guy. I love his movies. He's got such great movies on his list. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he did um, Master Z, the Yip Man Legacy movie. Oh, uh, his credit list is so deep, man. It's so long. It's... Crouching Tiger, True Legend yeah. is another Drunken Master movie. Yeah. Uh, not not Drunken Master, but, you know, Drunken Fist movie. Drunken Kung Fu, yeah. He did Wing Chun. He did Yip Man uh, 4 and 3. I don't know if he did the first one. He did Kill Bill 2, which is weird because Kill Bill 1 is the one with the more Kung Fu, right? Yeah. So I don't know why 2 and not 1. Uh, Once Upon a Time in China. Yeah. Of course. Fist of Legend, Drunken Master. Yeah. I mean, without Wu Ping, there's, there's, no, there's no Kung Fu cinema. Yeah. <laughs> he had such an influence on Kung Fu, right? I mean, Kung Fu cinema. But anyway, uh, so you want to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. All let's... right. We got two more. Which one right. you want to do? Uh, let's uh, let's go Yip Man. Yip let's Man. talk about Yip Man. Right. Now, I I absolutely love this movie. Not least of which because Donnie Yen. Yeah. I I love Donnie Yen. He's so fluid. Right. So, so Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, um, uh, Jet Li, like they're, they're fast and accurate, right? That's their style, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and all three of them have very different styles, but their, their fighting is all, it, it's all about speed and accuracy in, in the fights. And Donnie Yen, has this fluidity to his motions that the rest of them don't have, you know? And 
number one, that makes for a beautiful film because that's very cinematic, you know, it's almost musical. It's like Kung Fu music, watching him do his fight scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but also, you know, the story, the Yip Man story, you know, it, it follows all the same tropes basically as, as most of most Kung Fu movies is Yip Man is the revered master, the revered local master and uh, he is reticent to fight. He just wants to teach his students in peace, you know, and the, the dishonorable, arrogant Japanese come around and, you know, and, you know, again, like, I don't want to make light of that. Like, the, 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 there's a reason for that. Uh, the, yeah. The Japanese basically enslaved China, you know, especially leading up to World War II, which is when this movie takes place, where, you know, they just basically waltzed in the joint and said, you're ours now, and treated the Chinese with, with zero respect. And and so there's a lot of, of history there to establish, you know, this is why they're being portrayed the way that they're being portrayed, you know? Yeah. Uh, but so, but, you know, it's just the, I, I always love that that reticent master, he doesn't want to fight, but he's forced to fight. And then when he finally fights, he just destroys yeah. everyone. You know? The reluctant hero is the yeah. role mm -hmm. he plays, right? Mm -hmm. So, but like, um, yeah. And he doesn't even like want to, it's not, he doesn't even want to be like a local legend. He doesn't want to be anybody's hero. He, does, he doesn't, he's not interested in fame or notoriety or, or image or anything. He just wants to do his thing you know and he even it, it's even they kind of establish him so far as an underdog because he, he practices uh wing chun you know and that that's kind of like even the if i'm remembering the movie correctly even the 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 chinese people aside from his own students you know they they kind of oh it's like shadow boxing you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, like just, it's meditative Tai Chi. Well, um, the problem, or at least the, uh, the, the prejudice or pre prejudgment, I guess, or the, the idea behind that uh, of Wing Chun is because Wing Chun was supposedly, um, the history behind it is, is that it was created by a, a female uh, a monk of some sort, a nun. And uh, I believe, and her name was Wing Chung. Mm -hmm. and she and she created this martial art because uh, women were getting assaulted or whatever, and they she devised a system of self defense that was uh, fast and not dependent on strength. It depended mm -hmm. on on speed and accuracy and and technique, and that's why. But they needed she needed it to be simple. So that she could kind of teach people, and also the range of close quarters, because it's a close range fighting style. Uh, I think also has something to do with the fact that most, and this could be could be me just adding it. I might be wrong on this particular piece of it, but uh, they 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 wanted to be within a range that was kind of possible, right? Because some of these people were some of these women would get assaulted right they'd get grabbed or mm -hmm. whatever they'd be close quarters so they needed to be able to punch uh in close quarters and also be 
rapid. So that's how Wing Chun came to be. There was actually a Wing Chun movie also directed by you, uh, Wu Ping, mm-hmm. and uh, it starred Michelle Yeoh. And it's a very good movie, actually. Although I don't know how much Wing Chun is actually in that <laughs> movie. Because I, if I remember correctly, there's like scenes where she's kicking and she's like doing splits and stuff. And Wing Chun has kicks, but they're very um, economical. They're not above the waist. They're all mm. like supposed to be below the waist or at the waist and lower, you know? So it, technique wise, uh, I don't know if Wing Chun, the movie was very accurate, yeah. but, but, and even this movie kind of strays a little, I think a little bit from the essence of Wing Chun, although I, I'm not an expert in Wing Chun. Um, so I don't know uh, how accurate it is in that respect, but well, uh, Yip Man is is the uh, one of the teachers of or one of the most notable teachers that Bruce Lee had. Uh, yeah, which is why this kind of movie was so important. Um, I knew about Yip Man before the movie came out uh, because I practiced martial arts and I knew mm-hmm. I knew of Chikundo and I knew of Bruce Lee and I knew that his teacher was Yip Man. But I didn't know much other than that, you know. So when the movie came out, I was very curious. I'm like, what is this guy like, right? I knew he was a small, frail man, which is why I think he learned um, Wing Chun. Because mm-hmm. again, Wing Chun is taking that into consideration as well as size, sure. you know. But yeah, man, Donnie Yin, he kills it in this movie, man. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's a, a beautiful performance. Uh, and it, it's it's not just this is one of those movies. It's not just about the kung fu. It's the the story, the acting. There's there's actual acting going on, yes. you know, and not just mugging for the camera and making faces and whatnot. Like he's he's playing a whole person. Yeah, you know, and and that's the, this kind of it, it elevates the movie to a little different level. You know, I agree. Uh, there's. There's a lot of good scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even outside of the action scenes, there's this conflict between him and his wife. Yeah. Because his wife doesn't like him fighting. Yeah. And he, he likes to hang out. He's he's uh, an aristocrat, right? He's got money. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got like, he lives in a museum almost of all these like kind of like heirlooms. You know? Yeah. Like, he's got all this like. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't even have students at the beginning of the movie. You know, yeah. he doesn't want to teach anybody. He doesn't. You know, it, it's the same as uh, in some ways as in Kung Fu Hustle, where, you know, granted, now he, he's a successful businessman. He's independently wealthy. You know, he, he lives very well and he just wants to keep to himself, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, people don't even know that he's like a martial artist at all. They, they know that he is, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's not like it's not like. Big but news. they dismiss him. Yes, know, dismiss yes. It. Is, oh, it's that Wing Chun nonsense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's what it is. Because oh, he doesn't have students. He's he practices that that girl art, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what it is. Is they definitely dismiss him. Um, but like in the beginning, there's that one. In the beginning of the movie, there's that one guy who who challenges him to a fight, right? Which yes. is kind of like in the, within the first fifteen minutes, it's the first act, right? And you get the introduction to our hero, right? And uh, he's toying with him, not toying with him, yeah. but he's being very polite, 
Yes. You know, yes. it's it's very kind of, you know, Chinese in that in that respect. He doesn't want to humiliate anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna know about the fight. It's just between yep. me and him, you know, or I shouldn't say me and him, but you know, you know, just between Yip Man and the first antagonist. And he he mops the floor with him. Mm-hmm. He mops the floor with him. He mops the floor with him without actually like hurting him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which kind of like speaks to his skill. His skill. But I mean man then we go ahead no you can fight without fighting basically is what he does you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's beautiful and it's graceful and uh there's a lot lot of tenderness in the way the movie was made um it, it 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 kind of stands outside of your your traditional martial arts movie in that I, I think I think in terms of historically speaking, like I think a lot of the of what happened in the movie is kind of accurate, except for the big fight scene in the end. Yeah, I don't think that happened. Uh, but I, I could have sworn I read somewhere. Yeah, they're, they're, like the points in time probably happened, whether they happened the way that they happened in the movie or mm-hmm. not. You know, but but it's like. No one will ever know because the stuff's not documented, you know. Well, but but like the 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 fights that he goes through, the plot points in the movie, it's pretty, you know, from what we know, biographical. Yes, it's it's pretty close, um, more so than the other movies. I think the rest, of the other the other movies, kind of make up stuff. They kind of yeah, like he does go to San Francisco or whatever. He does yeah. kind of like do some of these. these well, yeah, you got you know, Yip Man two, Yip Man three, Yip Man yeah. four. They 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 go they they get a little bit mystical. They get a little bit fantastic. You know, I, I, and can't... there's definitely some fantastic stuff that happens in Yip Man, mm-hmm. but not to the same degree. It's not like we're just inventing shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of does what what um, Once Upon a Time in China does. Because Once Upon a Time in China takes a lot of liberties, right? Oh, sure. Like, Wang Fei Hung existed. That's yeah. real. You know, he was a folk hero. He fought yes. He fought in, in fights. But he but... did not single-handedly fight all of the British and Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like what happens with this, with, with Yip Man as the movie, yeah. as the sequels come in. But in this first movie, it's pretty darn close. Like, I again, I don't think the the last fight scene happened, but there are things that, like, biographically, they leave out. Like, Yip Man became kind of like some kind of police officer at one point. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like a full fledged police officer. He was like a kind of like a like a magistrate. You yeah, know? you know. And so, like, so he he was you know part time cop, you know, and he, he did it. He did it here and there, and he did fight, I guess, in the factory, like that factory scene. There's a mm-hmm. scene where, like some of that stuff actually did fucking happen. Um, and in some cases, the truth is more fascinating and more awesome than the fucking movie. There's that scene with the gun, like in the beginning of the movie, where, where he takes the gun and he pops the, the chamber out of the yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. That happened. That actually t- happened, but what he really did in real life, according to what I found, was instead of popping the the bullets out of the chamber, which seems pretty credible, like you could possibly do that because that 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 the this, this yeah the cylinder the cylinder can possibly fall out right maybe 
No, in real life, what he did was he put his fingers, he grabbed the gun like he did, but he put his fingers in between the man's fingers and the trigger. And with one of his fingers broke the trigger off. I don't like it sounds that sounds that sounds absolutely crazy. But yeah. hey, you know, who knows? But that's supposedly what really happened. And I'm like, why didn't they put this in the movie? You know? And I wonder if like what I read was maybe not the truth. Yeah, I don't I don't know how somebody would do that, but but hey, you never know. You never know. And like like why not take that? You know, and maybe they they were like, well, this yeah. is the truth. Maybe it, it's so fantastical. Nobody's going to believe it. So let's not put it in the movie. Let's do it this way. You know, and I was just like, what the fuck? Oh, but, you know, popping the cylinder out is, is a little bit more, let's say, credible looks, looks cooler on film. I guess that's true. Right. You know? Yeah. Because you can shoot that thing across the room. Right. Yeah. You, right. you may not be able to read, you know, image wise, popping the trigger off a bullet uh, off a gun. Right. Yeah. I don't know, but I was just like, damn, this motherfucker had strong fingers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but there is there is so much like awesomeness with this movie because I mean there's like legend there's a legend there for sure, right? Yeah. I mean, he's Jib Man, he's Bruce Lee's teacher. Bruce Lee was a legend, you know. And as the stories not to get ahead of the movie itself, but as the movies come on come along, you know, you, you get introduced to Bruce Lee and all that shit. But um but man, I well, didn't that happen at the end of this movie? Like he he moves to Hong Kong and and like the isn't like at the very end of the movie, like there was a little somebody Bruce who's Lee. a little Bruce Lee comes up and is like, yeah, will you teach me? Yeah, yeah, and then he just kind of smiles and smokes his cigarette and drinks his tea or whatever he does. Yeah, right. But um, but in this in this movie, like we said before, they had that iconic one man versus a bunch of people scene. Uh, yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. and that scene, that scene was fucking awesome. One of the best scenes. Oh yeah. In in Hong Kong cinema, in kung fu cinema, whatever you want to call it, one of the best scenes. Cause he, there's one point where he's 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 gotten pissed, right? Like his countrymen have been basically kind of oppressed, right? Yeah. They're starving, yeah. right? And some people, out of desperation, have decided that they'll allow themselves to get beat up for a few bag of rice for a bag of rice for not even money rice right right and because they're starving and he sees he i guess somebody if i remember correctly somebody dies right and so Mm -hmm. he he steps in to be the next quote-unquote guinea pig right and then goes on goes goes on to kick off the crap out of a crowd of japanese men and he there's one point in the scene as he, as the the scene crescendos to an ending he's beating guys up and he's he's basically punched the guy down to the floor yeah with that rapid punching with those kind of rapid like rolling punches yeah yes and and just fucking buries the guy into the mat with punch after punch and there's a close up of this guy's face getting beat the shit out of and yeah it was like fucking awesome mm-hmm. it is like probably the most intense scene ever so fucking cool like and, and just so at least to me not knowing what wing chung is really like looked so technical 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But like, and then uh, back to that, like the fluidity of movement, like he's doing these rapid, like rabbit punches, basically like these rolling kind of punch knuckle punches to the guy. But he does it in a way where it just, it, it looks like it doesn't necessarily look like he's, punching the guy it looks like he's pouring the punches onto the guy mm-hmm. you know it's really cool and and i i don't know that i've ever really seen you know i've seen plenty of donnie yen movies and, and he's kind of always like that you know mm. and i don't know that i've really seen anybody else where you get that same kind of feeling mm-hmm. you know where Feel- where the where the the moves are, are pouring out of him uh, as if as if he's like pouring a drink into a glass it's it's interesting i've i got to admit i've never seen him do that either um he does kind of like he 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 likes to mimic bruce lee in some of his movies mm-hmm. um he's got a few of them where he kind of really kind of takes on like the bruce lee kind of feeling because i think he did a movie called the new fist of fury and he he's done he's done like I think in movies like I want to say it was like Shao Paul Long or one of those movies where he 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 stands like Bruce Lee he'll try to be mm-hmm. like Bruce Lee oh you know what he does that too especially in um, Tiger Dragon Gate in uh, I think is the name of the movie Dragon Tiger Gate I think is the name of the movie. <laughs> the tiger dragon gate in yes <laughs> dragon tiger that, gate can, can i airbnb the the tiger dragon gate in i i i would uh i would be very careful if you if you did that i don't know if there's actually dragons or tigers there if it's in texas it'd probably be tigers <laughs> texas or florida yes <laughs> um but yeah like uh in that movie he does a lot of bruce lee kind of mimicking so he's a big fan you know and so to have him play yip man it seems only right you know sure yeah yeah but but um but man he also does enter the fat dragon well now i've got to put that on a list movies to watch enter the fat dragon he puts on a fat suit and runs around being bruce not bruce not being bruce lee but doing his bruce lee act kind of thing as a cop you know it's just he puts on a fat suit he's he's a fat donnie man yen, donnie yen in a fat suit doing it, kung fu my son my son saw the trailer for that and bugged me to watch that movie until it finally came out and then we bought it and watched it and my son loved it there is so much fat shaming in that movie uh, and and my son loves the movie i feel bad like i mean like you know they, they have no mercy with the whole fat thing but he's you know donnie Yen is, is is being a fat guy and kicking ass so oh my god so wait that came out this year yes it's it's fun and it's it's not like like some stupid movie where it's just like uh, just a little action. No, there's kung fu in this movie. There is kung fu, and there's a big epic kung fu fight scene in the end. It's uh, it's 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 silly, and it's it's Donnie Yin making fun of himself too. So there's okay, there's, there's right. a little fun. I'm on board. Yeah, I'll go check that out. It's not on my top ten, 
(laughs) but it is fun to watch uh so if you're in for that but um but yeah like yip man in terms of like the director it's director wilson yip right so and wilson yip did kill zone which is the sapolong he did dragon tiger gate he did flashpoint so these movies kind of all have the same kind of feel as yeah man yeah um but yeah man what an awesome movie yet man is if 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 there's any movie on this list you should watch all the movies on these li- on, on on your list whoever's listening you should watch all these movies but if yeah. you if you only have time for one yeah man yeah. man i would say you uh, have to watch tough man. man i would say Yip watch man, all of them yep man straight just for the straight beauty of it Kung Fu Hustle. If you haven't watched Kung Fu Hustle, you gotta watch Kung Fu Hustle. You just you gotta watch Kung Fu Hustle. I I, I I'm every movie you should you should watch all of these movies. Yeah. On this list, you should watch them all if you haven't. And we still have one more to go. Yes, one more. So anyway, one let's more. let's. Are we done with? Um, I think Man? I think we're done with Yip Man. Go watch Yip Man. Yes. You got you got to watch it. Watch all the movies. You, can, you have yeah. to watch them all. But anyway, yeah. um, the last right. one. So the last one, gonna flip the script a little bit. Martial arts movie, not kung fu. Ong Bak. Ong Bak, the Muay Thai warrior, starring Tony Ja. Uh, directed by. Pratia Pinkiao. Man, I thought Chinese names were hard. Thai names. Oh, my God. They're very long. Um, um, actually, that was actually a pretty good pronunciation. I mean, that's how I would have pronounced it. In fact, I think you did a better job than I did. Uh, but yes, uh, and made in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Made in 2003 is maybe the first Muay Thai movie. Maybe. Well, there's Kickboxer, right? Um, well, but yeah, it's but not. I mean, they, kickboxing they isn't like the 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 kickboxing in in kick in the Kickboxer movies and in Bloodsport. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not quite the same. It's not a, as authentic as you know as Ong Bak, right? And Ong Bak is is probably the best depiction of Muay Thai that I have ever seen prior to right. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I think it's because like the the kickboxing movies, like they they really stick to kind of what you'd expect to see in a kickboxing tournament, right? The kind of stuff you'd expect to see, which is, to be fair, it's not necessarily very technical. It's it's very fast and it's very opportunistic, just like what you'd expect to see in a in a in a in a fight. In a real fight, in, in, in a real competition, right? Mm. Um, and in in Ong Bak, uh, Ong Bak is probably, I will go out on a limb and say, the most brutal martial arts film I've ever seen. I have to agree with you because there's stunts in this movie. Yeah, and I'm not talking about like some of the crazy things that this guy does, like jumping mm-hmm. off of stuff and grabbing yeah. helicopters and whatever, yeah. and setting himself on fire. I'm not talking about that stuff because that stuff is like, like visually very, very interesting and stunning, right? I'm talking about like this guy flies into people with a full-on knee, right? Yeah, or or I mean, 
what happens with this guy's elbows in this movie. I mean, just devastating blows. Yes. Know? Like, I, I know he's not hitting them for real, but God damn it, how are you pulling back on this stuff? Like, yeah, I don't know how he actually, like, I'm, I'm positive people are, are getting hit for real in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, there had to have been tons of people getting injured, you yeah. know, be, because it's just, it, it's fast. And I, there's tons of times where I swear to you, people are making contact, mm. you know, real honest to God contact. Real, real, yeah, real contact. Because I mean, and, you can't really hold back on a knee when you're flying like that unless you're you you got the right angle and you're missing right but yeah and and this movie it's more than just the martial arts right like it's it's really amazingly skillful muay thai that you're seeing but then there's it, it's a legitimate action movie there's parkour all over the place mm -hmm. there's my favorite part of the movie is actually the, the the tuk tuk chase, the, the in, in the markets in the market, yeah, in the yeah. market where there's like the the chase with like a fleet of tuk tuks. <laughs> tuk tuks are the the little uh, for anybody who may or may not be listening. <laughs> the tuk tuks are, are like the little tricycle cars, basically. They call them tuk tuks. Right? They're called tuk tuks. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's like they, there's there's this massive chase scene with all of these tuk tuks all through bangkok and it's it's fantastic it's awesome there he does a lot of very unique things like he like slipping under a car yeah you know uh jumping in between glass like just doing crazy shit you know and yep. um and i he tries really hard to be unique and i think he does a really good job uh in his stunts to to be unique because he wants to be Jackie Chan at this point. Uh, like, okay. So like, let me, at least for me, when yeah. I first saw this movie, 2003, I've never heard of Tony Cha. And I want to say right. that this was his first breakout movie. Like, I don't know if he's ever done stunts and stuff or done anything before this. I know that this is, his, at least for me, I think that this was his first movie. Am I right? Or am I wrong in that respect? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know if it was his first movie but it was definitely like the first movie that that he was on. You know what I mean? Like that that he was the lead. Let me let me look into that. Yeah, but like for me, it was the first time I heard of this guy, and I know. No, yeah, it was it was his first movie. Before that, he he did stunts. He's okay. stuntman. So like, this was his this was his chance, right? So he probably fucking he probably said balls to the wall on this one. Let's just yeah. go all out. And and fantastic movie, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, so much unique action. And me, for me at least, especially like being a practitioner of, of many different martial martial arts, um, martial arts and martial arts and martial arts and 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 other stuff. <laughs> but no, but like, but like, um, but. Uh, uh, like Muay Thai was one of the things I like to practice and seeing it on the screen as authentic as it was. And this is not even Muay Thai. This is that other martial art that, that that's kind of like the, 
like the sister or predecessor of, of Muay Thai. I forgot what it's called, but it, it's a very unique uh, Thai style Muay Thai. It's the self-defense version, I think, of Muay Thai. And hopefully I'm not speaking wrongly about that, but it's, it's, it's so different than any other martial art movie. Um, and even now, like you don't see movies like on Bach, you know, um, I, I, I just, um, no, I, I, I don't, I think, man, it, it's, it's the only, it's hard to compare it to anything else. Yeah. It doesn't really have, and, and it really kind of launched him. Right. Uh, cause uh, he, he, he burned hot, but he burned real fast. You think so? Well, he kind of went nuts. Uh, oh, did he? Like, Tony Ja? Yeah. Uh, fame, fame got to his head, and he had like a nervous breakdown at some point, and just either either a nervous breakdown or or a drug problem. I'm not sure. Ooh, uh, I did not know that. But I mean, he kind of. If if I'm re, uh, I'm probably not remembering correctly, but I know it was either after Ungbok two. Uh, or Ungbok three where he just he kind of got way too big for his britches and he fell off the face of the earth mm. um he um i know he had a fight with with uh preacher pinkyao like the okay. director of this movie i know he had like a falling out i think uh and um then you didn't see him for a while yeah but then he started coming back i think he learned his lesson he chilled out because now he's in like American movies, even like he did. I haven't seen him in a while, man, but I don't know. He's been he's got a movie. Oh, man. I I haven't seen some of these movies, but I know that he's done. He's done like um, he did a triple X movie. He did. Yeah, he did triple X. He did Killzone 2. He did a Fast and Furious movie. Uh, he was in Master Z and he was also in Yip Man because there's that scene in Yip Man, I want to say three. Is it three or two where he fights a guy, a Muay Thai guy in the elevator? Okay. That was Tony yeah. Ja. Hmm. Okay. So like that was an interesting fight because it's Muay Thai, a close because Muay Thai has a close up range, right? The elbows and knees. And Wing Chun yeah, is right. a is an inside fighting style. So seeing them fight in the elevator was very, very interesting, very cool, a great concept. But anyway, Ungbok, like this really launched, I think, Tony John. I think now he's coming back a little bit. I think he's I didn't know he had like a nervous breakdown. That's really too bad. I I I'm going off of memory and, and I may be wrong about that. Um, I know he had a fight with the with the director. Or one of his directors. Um, I don't know what happened there. Uh, but for like, but the the director Picha Pinkiao, he directed a few interesting movies. I want to say he directed. Uh, let me see. I want to say he directed a movie called Raging Phoenix, which is a movie. Yes, that Raging I, Phoenix that I recommend. Uh, That's or, a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's part of my uh, honorable mentions, but that movie is amazing. Um, 
I'm pretty sure he directed that one. I can't seem to find his. I can't seem to find the list for this man. Oops. Uh, Prick Chow, Pink Cow. He did Chocolate. He did the Unbox. He did Protector. He did This Girl's a Badass. He did not do Raging Phoenix, looks like. Uh, but if you haven't seen Raging Phoenix, Phoenix, you should go watch Raging Phoenix. That yeah, is... And Oh, he did do Raging Phoenix. And he yeah. did a movie called Power Kids. And Chocolate is another must-see. That yes. movie is is a lot of fun. It's a it's about basically a autistic girl. Yes. Who is somehow also a ridiculous Muay Thai master. Yeah, she has the savant skill. Yeah. As an autistic person, has the savant skill for martial arts and is and she does a whole bunch of stunts and stuff there are some of the scenes are not the best but the the final fight scene where she fights that guy with the epilepsy yeah is fucking fantastic yeah holy shit one of the most unique interesting fights i've ever seen and i was like you know this movie's good i said to myself this chocolate movie is good but there is so much potential with this girl, right? Uh, Jija Yani is her name. Jija then does another movie called um, Raging Phoenix is the next movie I see her in, but she actually, I guess, did another movie before that where she, it's called She's a Badass. Raging Phoenix. Now, I don't know what the fucking plot is. I've seen the movie a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Don't mm -hmm. really understand it. Uh, something about the tears of but, women being drugs but that's, that's one of those movies that yeah they they distill a drug from the tears of of women but it's one of those movies that it the plot and everything else is window dressing for the fight scenes yes that's it and you don't you at, at a certain point you just stop paying attention and watch the fights i but, don't want to ruin it too much for our listeners all 20 of them, but <laughs> it's growing, by the way. <laughs> Woo! But, yeah, I know. We're up to 20 people listening to us. But, but like, um, I don't want to ruin the premise, the premise of this movie, but the style of fighting in this movie is breakdancing mixed with like a kind of drunken Muay Thai. Yeah. It is yeah. fucking awesome. It is so fucking awesome. It's so crazy. And they put music to it, right? So like there's scenes where they actually put some like like crazy music to it where yeah. they can start beats and stuff. And then they start doing their thing and dancing and fighting. And I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. And, and then they do like, they have their own three drunken masters, right? <laughs> yeah. And then one is like dog shit. The other's pig shit and i forget what the other one is like yeah shit i don't know what it yeah, is something like that yeah not uh, to talk about that movie but that bizarre movie. bizarre movie but totally worth it but yeah let's 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 get back on unbox just so so to give the story right mm -hmm. ting is um a, a, a villager in in nong pradu mm -hmm. thailand 
and somebody comes and steals the head of their Buddha statue in the middle of the night. <laughs> and so the village elders send him on a quest to find their Buddha head. And so he ends up in Bangkok, <laughs> right? And there's this gangster, this like crime lord, who's an old man in a wheelchair who has like one of those electro voice box things. Nice. You know, and, and <laughs> there's even like, I swear to you, there are a couple of scenes where I, I loved it because I don't know that anybody would do this. He's laughing, but he's holding his little voice box thing up. So he's doing like this, this electro <laughs> like, like, like buzz laugh, like, you know, yeah. like bizarre, but but awesome nonetheless. And it turns out that this guy has it's his thing, it's what he likes to do, is he collects Buddha heads from statues, and then he <laughs> he stores them underwater in a river. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh to hide them, maybe. Uh, yeah, to keep them hidden, but like I don't know why, why, why have the collection if you have to keep it hidden underwater where you can't see them? Yeah. Uh, but, well, I imagine so, the, I imagine they're they're pretty big uh, statues, right? I mean, it's not like they could put them on a on a shelf in his room, right? I mean, I mean, he's a crime lord. He's rich. He could have a warehouse. You know, he could have like, hey, hey, wheel me into the warehouse so that I can see my Buddha heads. You know. <laughs> 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 that's so but, bizarre <laughs> you know yeah uh, but anyway so so this that's what this guy does he steals buddha heads and mm -hmm. i don't know if that's like you never really get into it of you know what his his crime empire is it's not like they don't really get into drug dealing or anything like that uh -huh. it's just that he steals buddha heads maybe he gets rich off of stealing buddha heads i don't know uh so you know ting uh it, it's kind of like they they the uh, fish out of water you know <clears throat> humble villager the humble villager goes to the big city you know and he ends up uh fighting in in like a underground fight place and and winning and just beating up beating people up and there's one of my favorite scenes is he's going up against the american who is like a, a brawler and he just keeps saying oh muay thai is weak except he's not he's, he's like an american in that you know he's wearing a harley davidson t-shirt and he's got a, a a stars and stripe bandana on and he's like the stereotypical ugly american except he, the actor's australian and he's got a very thick australian accent that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just he keeps saying muay thai is weak and then tony jaw just beats the crap out of him and can, proceeds to beat the crap out of like everybody you know yeah uh and and the movie is like just it, tony jaw beats his beats the shit out of people on his way through Bangkok mm -hmm. over and over and over until he finds the crime boss and the crime boss apparently has this super drug that he gives his fighting people to make them like invincible and super strong. Uh -huh. And so that, that leads to the final fight with Tony Ja having to fight this hot, this other guy that's all hopped up on goofballs. You know? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm, 
telling the story of the movie doesn't do it justice because it's it's batshit. It's, it's batshit lunacy, and then all of the fights, all every single fight is so intensely brutal, right? Because yeah. it's bone. It's there's. It's not your standard like kung fu movie where it's just like people are swapping blows and there's you know real fast kicks and and punches. It's like bone on bone, elbow to skull, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just bone crunching brutality it's it's a fantastic movie it's so and he does i think a lot of stunts in this one is this the one where you also like i i don't i haven't seen it recently but i've seen it a bazillion times but i get this movie confused with the protector where it's kind of like they steal the elephant you know and then he goes to get his elephant back yeah um but in that movie he has a capoeira fighter that he fights yeah and then you know he at one point wraps bones on his arms and stuff and like kicks the shit out of people with the elephant bones but anyway like, yeah yeah that's that's not this movie but yeah yeah but like <laughs> that's also a fantastic movie uh um, yeah so if you have the protector is also there but like so i get them confused but is this also the movie where he runs up the glass and then the motorcycle runs through the glass they're in like a car um park parking garage and he's being so he's being chased by people and then he runs up a glass and then flips off the glass and then the guy runs into him and runs into the glass and right flies off of yeah i think i think i think so yes but uh man there's so many fantastic stunts in this guy's movies and along in this one too but like man so much cool shit so unique so different it's really kind of like refreshing you know, when it comes to like martial arts or, or kung fu movies and st- stuff in general, to see this man do anything. Like yeah. I, I, when I see him and like when I saw him in, for example, in Master Z, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, like there's Tony, there's Tony Ja, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I couldn't wait to see him fight, but it's always. Oh, it's just so cool. Like he makes not Muay Thai is cool. Let's just face yeah. it. It's, it's very cool. But he he just he makes it so interesting to watch these movies, right? Like it's again, like kind of like the drunken master, right? It's there, yeah. it's unique, it's very different. There's yeah. a method to the madness, right? There's a it, it, it's a style, right? There's stuff there, there's a there's a there's a a catalog, there's a catalog of of moves that belongs to this particular style. Yeah, they, and they 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 stay within that range and it's amazing to see Muay Thai do that because they I mean it's basically kind of like what Drunken Master is it's the it's this secret art and if you know it yeah you're invincible yeah right, right. yep so it's just like yeah, I, here here's well that's one of the things I love about these movies is here's how my style is so much better than every other style you know? <laughs> yes yes. I I I used to love that piece of like like Hong Kong cinema or just martial arts cinema because it was like it's like oh my style is better than your style right yeah that's that's such yeah. a just such a trope right but yeah it, for some reason it's still it's still true today even now you know like like when you when when even when they talk in like real fighting like boxers MMA etc. 
well, my style, I kind of went to this guy. This guy ta taught me what he knows and I learned. So I, I picked up his style. I got, I got hit. They don't call it style, right? But my teacher, my yeah. coach, he taught me the way to fight. Like he fights and he was a, a winner. That makes me invincible now. Yeah, yeah. You know, this yeah. fight for the title. <laughs> it's just like, boxing is a Kung Fu movie, just for real, you know? Like that's... That's what's so much fun about these fucking movies. It's just like there's the idea that you can become invincible with knowledge. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like it's it's an intoxicant, you know. Yeah, because that means anybody can be invincible. Yeah, anybody with, can be this person. Can be superhuman. Yeah, with with enough work, you know, right? Yeah, and that's I that's a big difference, right? Because I like especially like American hero movies, like the matrix, you know, is a good example. Like it always boils down to there's one character and he's the, the one, one the know? gifted one, the and, only and one. He's, he's gifted. He's the only one. He, he has the natural gifts or she has the natural gifts in order to become this superhuman uh, entity basically, or, or he has the gifts to be the master, you know? Yeah. And there, there's definitely a, a fair bit of that in martial arts movies too, but for the most part, it's just like, no, this motherfucker trained and now he's fucking awesome. And you could train and be awesome too, if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of that in, in Asian cinema, right. In, in, in Asian culture, the idea of, you can be you can be awesome you don't yeah. have to have gifts yeah um for example uh even like uh, even in, in fact like even dragon ball right sure dragon ball there's goku right he is yeah. the alien from another planet yeah. he's got all the gifts right but everybody learned to fly on that show yeah everybody right. can fly Everybody could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody Every can toss toss a Kamehameha. You know. Yeah. Fucking fucking. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Krillin can yeah. throw a fireball, right? Yeah. Vidal, uh, who's the daughter of Doctor uh, Mr. Satan, she can throw a fireball. She can fly. She. Yeah. They all have superhuman abilities, right? There's only one Goku, sure, but even he has to practice. Yeah. He spends hours and hours and hours oh, in that time chamber. Lifetimes, lifetimes, in that time chamber. You yes. know, practicing. Does he yeah. have gifts? Yes, but he's also a hard worker, and I think mm -hmm. that's something that we don't really get enough of in in cinema, yeah. or at least in yeah, like I, no, like it's like like the American version of that always seems to boil down to yeah they they have to do the work they have to put the work in but also they happen to be the one yeah you know they they also happen to be the one with the gifts yeah well i mean there's so, batman ba batman batman's one of those characters he doesn't have any superpowers but he's oh a batman kid. does have a superpower he's got batman money. has billions and billions of dollars <laughs> yes yeah and that it that is that is the quintessential American version of a superpower. Yes. Yes. That is very, that is the American hero, Batman. Yeah. Because you know what's crazy too is it's like Batman 
in every scenario where Batman is like, like if something goes wrong with the Justice League, who's going to fix it? It's fucking Batman. Right. You know, it's always fucking Batman. Who's got the plan? Batman. Well, what about Superman? Superman's got the muscle. Batman has the brains. It's always Batman fixing shit. Right. There's, there's a there's a comic book slash movie where um the uh, the the Legion of Doom, you know, gets these plans from the Justice League. They later find out it's Batman's plans, and the plans are ways to incapacitate the Justice League should any of them ever go evil. <laughs> and so Batman has already figured out how to fucking either kill take down, everybody yeah. or take down the members of the Justice League. He had this plan sitting in his computer and someone broke into his shit and took it. And, and, but Batman is the one who knows how. And then they had a plan for Batman. It didn't work because Batman, you know, didn't make a plan for himself. Right. And the yeah. bad guys are not smart enough to take out Batman. Right. <laughs> so then Batman gets out of the little hokey pokey thing that they were going to kill him with and freeze all the other guys. Because Batman is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else yeah. got the muscle, but Batman figured out the millionaire rich boy figured out how to like free everybody else. You know, even Iron Man, Iron Man, right? He's he's rich, but also he kind of made himself rich, right? So you know, I mean, he was born like he does have like a super intellect, right? But mm -hmm. but Tony Stark was born into wealth his father you know started stark industries howard That's stark true. you know so he had the resources right yeah given to him so yeah so we're winding down here go watch on bach but there's an important thing that i totally forgot to mention on fist of fury what's that i think it's possible that is the first time that a uh, triangle arm bar appears in a Kung Fu movie. Holy shit. Wait a minute. The Russian, the Russian uh -huh. strongman. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Bruce Lee into a triangle and fist of fury. Yeah. Fuck. I don't remember this. Yep. I don't even remember Russian. I just remember the Japanese being there. Yeah. The, they brought in the Russian. Oh, man. You're going to make me watch that movie. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. You know, I think my favorite Bruce Lee movie is Way of the Dragon with Chuck Norris. Don't, don't, no, Come no. Really? You don't like you don't like Way of the Dragon? No, but I don't like Chuck Norris. <gasps> Why don't you like Chuck Norris? He's too hairy for you? No, it's. Uh, it... Do you know the rumors circulating around that movie is that they actually fought? Oh yeah. Yeah, supposedly. It's one and who won? Well, Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. You know. There you go. Hold on, I'm trying to find. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I I never have cared for Chuck Norris. I just it it doesn't. His fighting doesn't look good in movies. He looked fine getting his ass kicked in Bruce by Bruce Lee. And maybe I need to go watch that movie again. Uh, interesting little factoid about Bruce Lee apparently they had to speed up the cameras 
for Bruce Lee because he was too fast. Because he was too fast. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Here. Okay. Hold on. I, I, I'm going to do a screen share. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Oh, I can't. You've disabled participant screen share. What? Hold on. Uh, how do I do this? Let me see. Share screen. Uh, multiple participants. What's that do? Does it do anything? There we go. All right. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, let's see it. Right there. Holy shit. And he bit him. He went for an arm bar. Yeah. Got him, got him in a triangle, and Bruce Lee got out by biting him. Interesting. How do I stop sharing now? <laughs> Maybe stop the movie. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, it was a very bad armbar. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bruce Lee was so far ahead of his time, man. He is like the father of MMA or the grandfather of MMA or whatever you want to call him. He had so much to do with that. You know, the at the very least, the perspective of 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 allowing martial arts to mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's so much legend around Bruce Lee and that aspect of it too, right? Like, I guess the, uh, uh, the you know the Chinese didn't want to like let him share or whatever. Who knows? Who knows how much of that is real? But well, yeah. I mean, you look at his career. He had to come and be successful in America before he could go and be successful in China. You know, he yeah. was doing American TV and virtually unknown in China. You know, did you uh, did you ever watch um, Like Water, the uh, Bruce Lee documentary? Uh, no, I believe it's on ESPN Plus. Um, it's 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 an interesting documentary. I wish they would have spent a little more time talking about like Bruce Lee in terms of his ideas and the things that kind of a little more, more about his career and his personal life and a little less about the racism stuff. There was a lot of talk about the racism. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, it, it's cool. Like to, I shouldn't say cool, but like it's important to kind of talk about some of that and how it interfered with some of his attempts at, at making movies because he 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 tried to make a few shows right he yeah like uh kung fu with david carradine was supposed to be starring bruce lee right right and instead they got this white guy who didn't know kung fu who didn't know kung fu and then later on learns kung fu and it's tai chi and they they did a revival they did another version of the show they did a sequel to that show remember they they, they did a kung fu like a kung fu series like 10 years later with yeah. a more elderly kid, yeah, David Carradine. Really brutal. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, but it's just. And that was, now, was David Carradine supposed to be Chinese in that show? I believe, yes. Because oh. I, I think his name was Kwai Chang Kane. So he was supposed to be like half asian or something i don't know like what what kind of drugs 
were going around Hollywood it, at it, that, that somebody would be like, you know what? This is a good idea. This may, instead of having the Chinese guy who, who created is, the show, who created the show and, and knows how to do this stuff. Let's, let's have a white guy who doesn't know anything about anything and frankly can't act. Let's do that instead. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, like the show, I guess, had a few seasons. Like it didn't, yeah, it did, it it, did okay. No, it was... Which is like kind of disgusting. Um, I, I don't understand. And it still happens. It still happens to, today. I mean, um, there was a big uproar about about the whitewashing of the uh, what's the name of that anime with mm, it's slipping ghost in the shell right oh yeah okay you know like the you know they they replaced they replaced the main character with a white actress i forget her name she's very popular but in ghost of the shell oh the, yeah the live action yeah right um why can't I think of it? I don't know. Black Widow. Uh, fucking yeah. Uh, now I feel stupid. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart. It's late. <laughs> Scarlett. Scarlett Johansson. Scar- Scarlett Johansson. They replaced her. With Scarlett Johansson. Which, and then, like, I swear. I swear there, there were scenes where they were trying to make her look Asian. Yeah. <sighs> And it really felt off. It felt awkward. Now that being said, the fact that that Takeshi Katano played the chief, mm-hmm. they couldn't have cast that any better. Yeah. But yeah, I like right off the bat, you know, I, I would have been fine with Scarlett Johansson playing, you know, uh, I can't remember the character, but you know, playing that character. Yeah, Sergeant something, or I forget. What yeah, I, I I would have been fine with that if if it didn't feel like they were trying to make her look Asian. And in like in like the first thirty seconds of the movie, it's just like, why does she have squinty eyes? They you no, know? they really kind of dropped the ball on that one. They like, I just don't understand. They think it. I mean, it's all money, right? It's all about money. They're like people who are investing in these monies, they think that white audiences won't go see these movies unless there's white people on the, on the screen. And I understand that they, they they're the ones with the money and they want to return on their money. And so they, they want to go with someone safe, right? Scarlett Johansson, big name, big name Mm -hmm. actress. Of course, they're going to be like, she's a big name actress. She's going to get butts in the seats. Let's put her, let's make her Asian. Like what the fuck, right? Like, there's no there's no real love for the source material, right? They're just about turning their doll, turning turning a buck, right? They're trying to make their yeah. money. Um, if if they were more faithful to, because I mean that movie that movie fell short because of what they did with Scarlett Johansson. If they would have yeah. casted some other actress. Asian actress. Yeah. They would have fared so much better. But, you know, now it's got that stink on it, right? But, yep. 
whatever the case, I mean, this kind of shit happens all the time. And that's one of the things that they kind of talked about in uh, um, like, uh, like water. It's kind of like some of the uphill, uphill battles that Bruce Lee um, went up against in Hollywood. And, but like, I don't know if people know, and I don't remember if it, they mentioned it in the documentary, but Bruce uh, has German blood. So to, so oh, apparently, mm. I guess, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't know how true this is. Uh, I, I didn't notice, but you know, I'm an American. I, I don't, I don't know yeah. any better, but like, I, apparently people could see that he, it was obvious that he had Anglo blood in him. Right. Cause I, I, I guess he just, his features were not Asian enough. And so supposedly he was he was picked on a lot. There was a little kind of prejudice against him because they kind of knew he wasn't huh. a pure Chinese person. So he had trouble. This poor man supposedly had trouble no matter where he went. People were kind of stereotyping him or kind of, you know, he was facing prejudice no matter where he went. Um, they didn't like him in China and they didn't like him in America. So. Hmm? Kind of like the life of a Mexican. Man. <laughs> or a a Mexican-American. Brutal. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so we'll do um we'll do my list next time. Okay. Um, uh, but do you wanna kind of a break in the action? You wanna do another movie or do something else in between? No, nah, let's keep rolling on this. Okay. All right. Cause uh Mine's is different, but similar to yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's two overlap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there's a couple on your list. I got to go back and watch. So. Yeah. So, all right then. You want to call it quits for tonight? Let's call it. All right. So uh, we have another short one here. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> if you're still with us, thanks for hanging on. This is not my cousin Dan. Negro otra vez. We'll catch you next time. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye. Music, No Retreat, No Surrender, by Matt Large, can be found over at Epidemic Sound. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. I don't... I'm sure you guys pretty much figured it out, but I love kung fu movies i love fighting I, I love i love the fight i love the uh watch fighting I'll, I'll anybody throwing a punch or kick i love it love it all and uh as you can tell now my cousin dan loves this shit too so i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast uh i hope you enjoyed the list uh, definitely go watch those movies if you haven't and uh if you want to support the podcast head on over to shop dot the flow podcast.com we'll catch you next time bye